Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and people in attendance at home, from parts unknown, here are your hosts, Jason Turtleneck Hilton and legendary luchador, Gringo Fantastico. It is now time for Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 34 of Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks. I am Jason the Turtleneck Hilton with... Legendary luchador and former XWA World Heavyweight Champion, Fringo Fantastico. And today is a very special day because today we have a very special guest. Let us introduce you, and most of you, it's not an introduction, most of you already know, but he is, this is Miss Harley. How's it going? It's actually, Mistress Harley, uh, Gringo Fantastico. Yes, I am Mistress Harley, dominatrix extraordinaire, financial dominatrix, author of the scam book for guys who love to lose, and uh, creator of many types of offensive music that you can find on all the listening platforms. Awesome. That's a much better introduction than I've ever done in a whole year of doing this show. So Gringo, <laughs> I do everything better than you. I already know. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's been an interesting week in wrestling, uh, especially with the news we got today. It was a little weird, but I don't was know. It? Was it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not really weird. I think it was probably pretty, uh, we were talking about it. I didn't even know about it. And Turtleneck popped in here and he was just telling me like, Oh yeah, guess what Vince McMahon did today? And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> the the severity was unexpected. The events were not. Guess what Vince McMahon's been doing the last 130 years? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. See, I was hoping the whole thing was just, well, he's a creep. What can you do? And then you read it go, oh, that's that's more. Yeah, that's, that's pretty pretty crazy. I mean, that, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to, we won't need to get into that because this is too messed up. I want to get into it though. How like, about it? Res wrestling is just like a cult. It's got its fans, its admirers, its superstars, the people at the top, the people who want to be at the top. And it's always the same fucking thing. Anyone who wants something and is willing to do something to get something is always going to be exploitable. Being exploitable is something I'm good at recognizing. Fair. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, uh, the whole situation is. I mean, it's like wrestling's just been weird for the past couple of years. Just so many strange things, and it, and a lot of the time, almost the stuff backstage is almost as interesting as the stuff we get on stage, and it's like. That, that's Randy true. the Macho Man Savage was getting married to Miss Elizabeth in the ring when they were getting divorced in real life. Like, if you don't watch the show as a soap opera, as what's happening in front of the camera and behind the camera, you're missing half the show. That's, yeah, that's true. Like, uh, it's just, there's a lot of weird stuff. Like, in, I don't know, like, and then you get the stuff that we hear about in AEW with CM Punk and then the stuff that's going on with Jericho. And it's like, and then people were jumping all over the bandwagon, making assessments online. And you're like, listen, you weren't there, bro. Like, you don't know. Like, I am still jealous of the policy that if you punch your coworker, you get sent home and paid. <laughs> you know what's funny about that turtleneck? Is guys come to me and give me money to punch them so they can go home. Yeah. How, how much does that cost? <laughs> uh, about $1,000 just to meet me. Yeah. Nice. I feel privileged. 
<laughs> as you should be. You guys are lucky I like wrestling. I will talk about wrestling. Uh, boys, you can call me to talk about wrestling for $6 a minute. Find that on my website. Awesome. Nice. Now, so I want to get into a little bit about your history of liking wrestling. So when did you start watching wrestling? I started watching in the late 90s when uh, it was like China, Jeff Hardy, there was DX. I admittedly, as a feminist, kind of hated the whole suck it thing. But in wrestling, if you hate something, that also draws you in. Like wrestling is a place to put hate that actually doesn't hurt anybody. It's not real life violence. So I realized that there was this place that people could be powerful. Women could be powerful. Women could beat up men. China had the belt. Like it was hot. I had a poster of China in my bedroom and my parents totally thought I was gay. And I was like, no, I just want to be China. Um, so, you know, it's like, it's been an off and on relationship. Sometimes wrestling gets a little too nasty. Like when boys start calling for puppies, I'm like, turn it off. Fuck this shit. Like I get that on the street. Thank you very much. But I love the war. I love the Monday Night War. I love the backstage, like Vince McMahon, like I own this now. Even if you hate Vince, it's something you have to watch. And I just can't stop watching. It's like a train wreck, but where guys hit each other in the face. And I love watching men get hurt. I can't help it. Jump off all the ladders for me. Well, you're well, in the so right you must place. must have loved the Hardys. Yeah, I do me. love the Hardys. It was the first time I saw a boy wearing fishnet, and I was like, I like that. <laughs> so now, I do have a question that I've never gotten a real answer to. If you cut a hole in fishnets, does it have more or less holes than it did when it started? Less. Okay. It's a geometric right. equation. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome. I, I never would have thought about that. That's That's pretty good. Uh, so what do you, how do you feel about ECW if you like the ultraviolence oh, of wrestling? Oh, ECW! Yes. I'm still the person that chants ECW. Uh, I mean, you never saw more men take more bumps that you thought were unsurvivable. Like, dudes jumping off of the very top of the arenas. I mean, uh, like, all of the violence. So much violence. Uh, like, one of my personal favorite wrestlers of all time, R.I.P. New Jack. Uh, but he was the guy that would roll out into the ring with like a shopping cart full of shit. And you just don't see that kind of inventiveness, creativeness, and violence anymore. No, unfortunately you don't. And they tried to rehash it when they brought ECW back. But we all knew that it wasn't going to be like that. We all knew it was going to be watered down garbage. I think it was just stolen by Raven like during WrestleMania 17 when he comes out with a shopping cart full of plunder. And if he you tried. knew, you went... And if you knew, you just went, I know where you stole that from. <laughs> I saw New Jack kill a guy, like actually kill a guy. So, you oh, know, no Raven with a shopping cart is going to do it for me. Like no <laughs> ripoff wrestler is going to do it for me. Sorry. Although Raven did almost shut down that entire WrestleMania with a golf cart. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so are you excited about the Rumble? this weekend oh yes i'm actually going to downtown la i think there's a bar that's showing it like i love going to watch wrestling at bars because i get free drinks all night and i watch the wrestling that's nice. awesome that's a, that's a hell of a way to do it <laughs> oh man so who is your pick to win this year who do you want to win and who do you think's going to win Okay, considering the news we just got today, I thought that you were going to have a, a surprise Brock Lesnar, right? That wouldn't 
that wouldn't be unusual. But now I think, here's what I want. I want Jade Cargill to come out and win the Men's Rumble. That would be super hot. Um, I feel like the men are a little, mm, they're just not trying very hard. But my current favorite at the WWE right now is Ricochet. So please bring Ricochet. He is the most like a luchador. He is like spinny and flippy and jumpy. He'll take the bumps. If you watched his matches at New Japan, he was fucking incredible. And so I've been waiting for him to kind of get the push at WWE that he fucking deserves. Yes, he does. And he had a really good match last year um, with Logan. Or was was it Logan Paul last year? Yeah, I don't Rumble, know who the Logan, whoever. I don't pay attention to him. He's a white guy. Looks that's, like every white guy. That's that's the best thing I've ever heard anyone say about Logan Paul in my life. I don't care about you. <laughs> awesome. I just in wrestling, in wrestling but, the worst thing is to make the audience feel nothing, and I feel nothing for him. Now, did you watch Ricochet when he was in Lucha Underground as Prince Puma? Prince Puma. Yeah, Lucha Underground was incredible. And I don't know what happened there, but it went away and I want it back. It had Jeff Cobb. It had uh, Vampiro. It had Ricochet. It had Thunder Rosa. Marty the Moth, I love. He was so good at his gimmick. He was like, I'm a gross man pervert. I'm like, yes, you are. Yes. And so. I'm still lost on no one has snatched up Katrina. Like, Yes. Where is she? Like, there's your manager right there. Uh, I don't. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, we've been talking a lot about the Rumble and a lot because this year to us, like at least to me, and I think you kind of turn like agrees with me a little bit. It's very special this year because nor I've been watching wrestling. Probably you probably have been watching as long as I have. I know you came to the he came a little bit later and kind of went back. 2002 was my first year as an official fan. Was that when you became the turtleneck? No, that happened by accident. Just watching AEW. Yeah, I was watching, and my friends are all texting about the show, and someone says, man, someone should make a Twitter account called Heel Turtleneck. Like, I've got an extra five minutes. Let's do this. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, so I'm the guy, because of the lucha mask, I'm the guy that drinks a beer with a straw, so. <laughs> oh, you're classy. I'll even pull out the pinky, too. If you, like, <laughs> I do that, and it's not even on purpose. Um, but yeah, the Rumble this year is very special, because to me... Because normally, since I've been watching for so long, I can easily kind of predict what's going to happen. So every year I'm like, eh, you know, so-and-so is going to win. It's going to be cool. Because I love the Rumbles. my favorite event of the year. I love it. Just because of the randomness of it. And But I can always tell, like, oh, yeah, Stone Cold will win this year. Oh, you know, <laughs> Cody Rhodes, we all called it last year. This year, I don't know. Like, this is the first year that I have, I don't know. And, like, to me, it makes it extra special because I'm just like, man, this is going to be cool because I'm going to watch this and I have no freaking idea what's going to happen. And it's like it actually brings up the kid wrestling fan in me again, and which is, like, a long time ago. <laughs> so, But, man, it's, just, it's so exciting. I am so pumped for it. So I'm just – but one of the things that we do is we uh, – we've been doing this podcast. It's actually been about a year to the week, I think. This is all – about our year anniversary of the show and last year we started off doing a watch along for the 1990 royal rumble and so i thought it would be nice if tonight we would watch the 1992 royal rumble because i think that's turtleneck's favorite Ooh, it is bring one it of on the wrestling wrestling sommelier bring it on <laughs> all right 
Well, I'm going to go ahead and share the screen and we can watch some Royal Rumble 92 and we can comment on it and all no holds barred for a commentary. If you don't like someone, obviously just just trash them. It'll be hilarious. Most of these guys I've met and they're actually super cool with it. So, Oh, gringo, you obviously don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured you'd probably do it anyway. All right. So let me go ahead. And, and luckily enough, it's on it's on YouTube, so let's go ahead and start this up, guys. Oh, it's about to be a party After here. the ad. BetMGM's got all the sports <laughs> betting in one place. Nice. And it's live, baby. Yeah. Ooh, we're placing money like there we so go. just for fun, this will be the first time that the championship was decided because of the Rumble match. Anyone know the second? Mm. It was 2000 or 99, right? Or 2000. Nope. Which one was it? 2016. So Roman went in defending his championship in the Rumble and Triple H would win it. Oh. I have to admit, I started liking Roman Reigns just because everyone fucking hated him. <laughs> so Howard Finkel was great. He was always my favorite announcer, but I really like... Um, uh, God, I can't remember her name. The girl that does it now. Samantha? Samantha. Yes, she's awesome. She's so great. I love her energy. I like that they've incorporated more women recently, but I wish they'd have a woman commentator. Someone needs to comment on the outfits and the titty chops and all of the woman-related shit. Yes. They had Beth Phoenix in NXT. I'm surprised they never gave her a shot in the main roster. Miss Elizabeth a, did a commentary one year and it was great. Not on the Rumble, but I think at Mania 2, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot all about it. They had a, uh, what's her, uh, remember the show Kate and Alley? No. It was nope. a sitcom on in the 80s. Susan St. James was in it. And they had her comment, do commentary, I think at WrestleMania 2 or 3. Which I always, when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is strange. And then they had the ring announcer, um, Mike McGurk in the 80s and she was really great too her her father had come from from wrestling i mean just look at how many grandmas are in the crowd you need grandmas to enjoy wrestling just as much as young men because who shows young men wrestling grandmas so you got to be able to take your grandma to the show and have a little eye candy for her maybe a little commentary for her my grandma loved sting she was like he's a nice young man <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's one of the, the one of the wrestlers I have never met. I would love to meet Sting. He, he, I've heard he's very, very nice. Yeah, the best part of Jack Tunney presenting this whole thing is the only reason we have this rumble is Undertaker and Hulk Hogan were trading the belt back and forth until finally Jack Tunney said, Fuck it! I'm stripping <laughs> you of the belt. We're just starting the fuck over. Yeah, because this was after the Undertaker-Hogan match. Tuesday in Texas. Tuesday in Texas. It was the they did a special pay-per-view for like the first time ever after the uh Survivor series of ninety-one. And how are you guys how are you ignoring the British Bulldogs white guy Jamaica braids? How are you ignoring that? Because I don't like animal abuse and I know what's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and here we go. Here's like probably one of the greatest heels in the business, although and Sherry Martell is probably one of the greatest. Oh, sensational Sherry. I've cosplayed her. Oh, really? That's awesome. At WrestleMania 31 in San Francisco, which was actually fucking San Jose. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I was at WrestleMania at MetLife Stadium. They kept calling it the Shadow of New York, or as most people call it, New Jersey. Ah! Nice. So that's the another how... thing we need to bring back: airbrush shirts. <laughs> Call RVD. He knows the guy. <laughs> so, the WrestleMania that came right after this, um, it was WrestleMania Eight, and uh, I was at that one. That one was in my neck of the woods. I actually, that was the one I actually got to go to because. Dude, was... how old are you, Gringo? <laughs> old enough to know better. I don't know. I don't know. A lady never tells. <laughs> I see. No. Now, um, it's such a small thing they're doing that I miss. If you notice, when everyone hits the ropes now, they do the right hand at the top rope, the left hand grabs the middle. Mm-hmm. Not in this time. They just kind of lean into it. They're also doing what I would call the low cardio match, which is like a nice saunter to the ropes and a bounce and an arm bar. Like, look at him just walking around. Like, it's a lot of showboating, right? Well, it was the early 90s. It was all about weights. We didn't do cardio. (laughs) Even Schwarzenegger said, don't do cardio. Yeah, Mr. Universe was really giving you guys all the tips, right? No, he actually really said that to another bodybuilding competitor just so the guy wouldn't do it so he wouldn't beat him. (laughs) Ah, yeah, get nice and fat. Sure. Oh, my God. What? Why? Million Dollar Man. No. And see, that was a big deal because Million Dollar Man always lasted forever in these things. As a fellow member of the elite and wealthy, I was always rooting for the rich. Like, the fact that he couldn't just buy the title was always offensive. <laughs> he did try. <laughs> he paid for his his 1989 Royal Rumble slot. He paid, like, the, the story was that he had paid for the number 30 spot and he got it. And then the next year... He came in at number one because no one would sell him their spot. Oh, one of my favorite images, a dejected million dollar man as Ric Flair walks right out like, I got this. (laughs) And in Flair's book, he actually said he didn't know what was going to happen until he got to the arena. Oh, they didn't even tell him he was going to win? That's what he says. Look at this fantastic robe followed by the simp in a windbreaker. Like, it's such great imagery, and people, they don't do this anymore. Like, they don't do the costume. They don't care as much, I swear. I think Ric Flair has a different robe every time he came out to the ring. As well he should. He at least had enough that he could rotate them and no one could tell. (laughs) Well, back then there was no internet, no replay, no side-by-side comparisons. I always loved Davy Boy Smith. He was always one of my favorites. I liked when the British Bulldogs were a tag team. I was always a Dynamite Kid fan until I re- realized how cringe Dynamite Kid was in real life. Huh. And I was like, eh, I don't think so. Nice. Dude, Flair's not even using his shoulder to prop him. He's using his hair. <laughs> how long till he starts begging? That's always right my favorite now. part. My favorite part is when Ric Flair gets on his knees and is like, please don't hurt me, please. That was some early imagery that I was like into. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) I think a lot of people develop fetishes from watching TV movies, horror movies, wrestling. Like, you know, how often do you have to see a man beg for his life before you're like, that's kind of (laughs) hot. Well, since I would have been on the other side, I never really liked 
My wife what does that mean, me. turtleneck? You're inherently worn by a man. Oh, the begging! <laughs> Look is. at him! There Look at is. him! Look at him! Oh, no! Oh, please! Oh, don't hurt me, daddy! <laughs> hurt him! Hurt him! Hurt him! No, that was a gentle, gentle over I... the apron. That is the only part of the rumble that drives me nuts, where they slightly put them over, then walk away before the extra second of, is he out? You could kick him! Give him a nice fucking kick out? I always, when he was gorilla press slamming him, I was always like, why don't you just toss him out like that? Why are you, why are you toying with him? But then again, because, you know. because dogs play with their food. Oh, ah. no living oh, just like dogs. these ones. Look at that. That's hilarious. Like, you couldn't even have planned that shit. <laughs> For the listeners, we just got a commercial with a dog, so. <laughs> yeah, it was the weird commercial, but dogs don't like to eat gross food. Which... That's just proof that Google is listening to us all the time. Dude, no joke. Seriously. Oh, we have one nasty boy. We have gained one nasty boy in the chat. Yes, Jerry Sags. They're trying to push for them to be in the Hall of Fame this year. They should be. There's no reason not. No. I, I was told you guys one of my favorite matches was um was the tag team match in WCW was the Nasty Boys versus Cactus Jack and Max Payne. Ooh. Such a cool match. It's one Good of the match. very Yeah, it was one of the very first like backstage brawl matches. I definitely prefer him when his name was Man Mountain Rock. <laughs> <laughs> He's, that guy's had more gimmicks than uh, Mike Rotundo. <laughs> I miss backstage shit. I miss cinematic shit. Like, Lucha Underground did such cinematic shit. Like, the AEW, CM Punk, like, whatever happened there, if it had just been on film, we would have all watched it and ate popcorn, you know? Dude, they would have made bank off that. That's what sure. I'm fucking saying. Yeah. If you do it in front of the camera, it's just like porno. If you do it in front of the camera, you're making art. If you do it without a camera, it's just bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, as I was watching Raw, when they did the interview, not interview, promo, CM Punk and Cody Rhodes, I was just furious watching it going, AEW should be doing this. You guys, I hate CM Punk. I think he sucks. I think he has a dad bod. He doesn't do drugs. Like, what the fuck? Why do people even like this guy? He's the best in the world. He's a chick magnet at 56. Like, come on. Talk about a gimmick you outgrow. The young bucks are old. Hey, you know, at least you're still a gringo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't do anything about that. <laughs> I do have a really, I have a dad bod though, for sure. <laughs> But see, your gimmick, your gimmick isn't hot bod, luchador. Like, you can't outgrow that. Like, <laughs> no. My gimmick is that I'm the world's only acrophobic luchador. Oh, my God. That's so sad. <laughs> yeah, right? But I made it work for me, right? Like, so my finisher is I would bring a stepladder into the ring because I wouldn't go to the top rope. So I'd go get, like, a little tiny stepladder and do, like, Centons off of the step <laughs> That's adorable. I appreciate that shit. It's so it was so silly, but it was fun to do that. The crowd really liked it. So I love silly. I'm a fan of five dollar wrestling. I'm a fan of hood slam. I'm a fan of all the indie shit. Like I like silly. That's cool. So I absolutely love that spot by Ric Flair where he pisses off Haku and just goes, "I fucked up. I fucked up. I fucked up. I'm getting out of here. I fucked up." <laughs> yeah, because you that's the one guy you don't want to piss off in real life. And apparently Haku was the replacement for the other nasty boy Sags who had staph infection at this time. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Yeah. Just like CJ Perry. Yes. Oh. 
which geez her finger dude she was back in the hospital like a second and third time i hope she keeps the finger like right man what did she do she said she touched a piece of gym equipment. You guys, when you're in the gym, I'm talking to everybody. When you're in the gym, wash that shit down. Use the Sani spray. Don't be a dick. Don't cause other people their limbs. Yeah. No joke. Words. And really, wipe it before like. and after because people are gross. Yes. Just like going to a sex dungeon. You want to wipe it down before <laughs> and after. Blue light not included? Ah, that shit's dangerous for your eyes. <laughs> so this match is now you're back to oh Shawn Michaels, a very young, first time heel Shawn Michaels. This is right after he threw Marty Jannetty through the window. No, no, as Bobby Heenan told us, Marty Jannetty was a coward and tried to escape through a window. I love Marty Jannetty. I miss heel commentators, you guys. Yeah, me too. I miss Bobby the Brain. Like, put a man in a weasel suit. Like, all of it. Yeah, if you were dialing, talking to me about that the other day, that would I should I should have like found a weasel mask or something. That would have been great. I we need that. commentators with personalities again. Yeah, like yeah. I'm sorry on AEW, Excalibur is the most boring fucking commentator. <laughs> Still he always the says the, the most obvious. He's the most obvious thing in the world. He's like, these men are very physical, like as they are fighting each other. Like, <laughs> Captain Obvious. Oh, the best is if you get it on Fight TV when they're at commercials, so they don't really do their best and they just trade barbs at each other. <laughs> I do listen to that sometimes. And I like it when they're talking about their flights later. Like, I got to get out of here at seven. You know, I got an eight <laughs> o'clock flight. <laughs> Or even the confrontation Joe and Hook this week at AEW, he gets on commentary, Taz right next to him. Who raised that animal? Oh my God, I love that shit. I want everybody's parents at the show. <laughs> well, as Christian would tell you, that's going to be hard. Oh, because of dead dads everywhere. Oh. That's so brutal. It's great. But I just like family members in the audience. It brings a whole other dimension. Like when your mom is watching you get your ass kicked, that's a whole other kind of humiliation. I'm oh, still the two best have to be Cody getting his ass kicked and his mom just not caring at all. Yes. And then who was it? Cash from FTR. And she's just sitting there smiling, laughing, having a great time while he's getting his ass kicked. My favorite one recently was when there was beef between Samoa Joe and AJ Styles and Samoa Joe was like, I will raise your kids. And the kids <laughs> and the wife were there. And Samoa Joe's like, you will be my family now. And he's like reading creepy bedtime stories. Like Samoa Joe, I don't care where this man works. He is, is entertaining, like always. <laughs> Which really says a lot about Vince Russo that he somehow couldn't pull that off in TNA. <laughs> Yeah, I know whose fault that was, and it wasn't Joe's. Right. No, for sure. I still think one of the best things I've ever seen is when Joe used to come down to the ring with the bloody towel with the dried blood on his neck. Yes. And That's so awesome. That made me be like, man, Joe's pretty fucking hardcore. <laughs> Dude, all these guys are hardcore. For those of you in the audience that don't know, blood atomizes when you hit it, meaning it becomes part of the air that we all breathe. So we're all zombies or vampires. Well, or if you have hepatitis, it's probably from a wrestling show. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, I'll take vampire over zombies, especially if you're one of those vampires from Blade. Like, those guys were just partying all night. I didn't see the issue. Hell yeah. That made me really like Steven Dorff again. I loved him in The Gate, and I loved him in Blade. <laughs> Steven Dorff, our beloved grandpa of vampires. Grandpa <laughs> of vampires. Well, Blade doesn't get older. No. <laughs> Oh, Ric Flair! Yeah, Ric Flair just got the flying forearm from Tito Santana. Now going by the gimmick of El Matador. I like his Matador pants. I know, they're real colorful. They're nice and pastel. I don't care what gimmick you have as long as your outfit matches. You tell me you're Butterfly, be a fucking Butterfly. Finn Balor stopped being the demon, and I was like, who the fuck is this little man? I know, I miss the demon so much. I respect Dude, I was the demon. Lost. I was lost on Raw. Rhea talks about showing her the violent side, and then he totally doesn't. Well, I mean, they only had three hours. I'm pretty sure that eight takes, like, at least a day and a half to put on. They know they can't have Rhea fight every match, so they have to work the boys in somehow. Yeah, fair. Rhea's one of the best things on TV. She's Although, the best thing that happened to WWE in a long time. 100% Although, once agree. again... The start of the show, Seth comes out fully injured, and Priest once again is not smart enough to cash in Money in the Bank right then and there. Right? <laughs> like, Bud, he, he's on one leg, he's injured, he might not be out for four months. Go! Go! Like, put the chicken down in catering and go! It made me lose respect for Priest. He's like a seven-foot-tall guy. I went to the house show around Christmas time, and he's a huge dude. And you're like, why aren't you? Seth is an actually kind of tiny guy. He's like a little guy. And he's got a fucked-up knee. He just had a baby. Like, come on. And he's got a bad back. Let's beat the yeah, shit out of old, that guy. Old man Rollins. Oh, my back. <laughs> yeah, who, whoever is in charge of HIPAA compliance at WWE is really dropping the ball. <laughs> Yeah, where's that wellness testing? Because I don't think that's... <laughs> oh, but Barbarian never had to do that. Neither did Bulldog. <laughs> no. Mm -mm. Oh, like, sexy all right, it's boy stayed in it. Like, all right, it's time for your wellness check. You feel good? Yeah, awesome, you passed. <laughs> I think Talk Sean... about gimmicks that age. Sexy boy, this guy is like a born-again Christian, and he is a grandpa. And he still comes <laughs> out to, I'm your sexy boy. You're like, oh my God, sexy grandpa, stop. I like that song more when when uh, Sensational Sherry was singing it. Oh, we got Carrie Von we Eric. Got Carrie Von Eric, man. Oh, he's so young and pretty. Who is way more jacked in this than he was in the movie. Oh, for sure. I did not know Zac Efron could get that jacked, so, like, props to him. He looked like a piece of dehydrated beef jerky. Oh, I love he was doing an interview with somebody and says... Yeah, now that I'm not doing the movie, I'm gonna, you know, get a little smaller. Like, it's called going off cycle, bud. Ha! <laughs> you quit the andro, my friend. Right, like, yeah, when you're not taking Tran and Destral and... It, that tends to happen. It's crazy how a lot of these guys jack with their hormones, and I don't mind. I'm like, make the biggest, nastiest, most terrifying men and throw them at each other. I like it. Do what you want to your body. Body mods are cool with me. Oh, it was my favorite era right here. Just jack dudes hitting each other. Oh, I'm into that too. <laughs> we could go to the Abbey sometime, the gay bar in West Hollywood. There's a lot of jack dudes hitting on each other. 
You know, I'm more comfortable at the gay bar than I'm at at regular bars. Same. It's just I went to a gay bar and was sitting there not knowing I was at a gay bar, and when I finally figured it out, I was a little offended because not a single person hit on me. <laughs> I like the gay bar because when men bother me, they're like, you are so beautiful, and I wish I could be you, and that is way different than what I get at straight bars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Wow, there's just a lot of ads. Right. We are watching this on YouTube for you at home. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's uh, my wife does belly dancing, and she uh, she does belly dancing, and they do a show every year or like twice a year at a at a gay bar, uh, a couple about an hour away from here, and it's just it's just nice and calm, and and everyone's so damn respectful. It's great. You know, where did Sonny Kiss go at AEW? I really liked him, and I feel like he just poof, vanished. Sonny, I believe, went to TNA. Oh, I don't watch TNA. It's not what? on my schedule. It's okay. Not Most people don't. <laughs> and that's not an insult to them. It's the wrestling marketplace is saturated, and something had to be pushed aside for most. I watch the GIFs on the internet. <laughs> Whatever happened oh, to Orlando Man was great. Just happened to Orlando around. Jordan. Remember Orlando Jordan? Yeah, what did happen to him? I don't know. I have no memory of him. I believe my mind has been wiped completely. He um, was one of the very first openly homosexual wrestlers. And uh, he really didn't really go into it too much in WWE, but when he went to uh, TNA... TNA like they let him kind of do whatever he wanted to do, and he was very, very open about it, even in character, which was kind of was kind of cool. The best well, way I could describe it is it was very Lady Gaga esque. Yeah. Well, what we've learned from the patriarchy is wrestling is okay with gay women, but not gay men. <laughs> um, and apparently, Orlando Jordan operates a wrestling school in Melbourne. Oh, cool! Good for him. Because I yeah. have a phone that's smarter than me. Thanks for the quick Google turtle, Mac. <laughs> I try to be useful every now and then. That's that's why I pay him the theoretical dollars. <laughs> I just tell the simps to Google. They do it for me. We, that's what we need. We need an army of simps. You need bigger tits. I do. I've been working on it. But... <laughs> Ooh, oh, who's coming boy. out next? Do you guys remember? No. It's been so long since I've seen this one. It's a good. Honestly, uh, it's test. Hogan. There it is. Oh yeah. Greg the Hammer Valentine. I was close. Red and yellow. Yes. Running faster than you would think a man shaped like the Valentine could. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's a uh, Greg Valentine. I've been on a couple shows with him. He's he's a really nice guy. Like he's just he likes to talk to business and he's super cool to all the fans who grill him about all the questions and everything. Really nice guy. He's on Dark Side of the Ring sometimes, too, isn't he? Uh, I think he's been maybe on there once or twice, yeah. I think. I love Dark Side. I do, too. It's coming back. I'm excited about that. Talk about the a whole other show being backstage of the business. Like, that's the whole other show. Yeah, that's I a still really want them show. to do an episode on Bruiser Bedlam. Oh, yeah. I, did they, I thought they did. Did they do? Not that I'm aware of. I don't recall them mentioning a police station being bombed. Yeah, they did. No, they, they did. did. One. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. They totally did. I was sitting here searching my mind until you said the police station being bombed, and I was like, yep. 
They opened with that part. <laughs> yeah, it was the oh Johnny, my God. It when was they the did Johnny the... Canine episode. Yeah, when they did the Jake the Snake episode, one of my coworkers asked, so what's the Jake the Snake family tree look like? Just um, <laughs> a lot of diagonal lines that you wouldn't like. Yeah. Mostly snakes. <laughs> I love that Jake the Snake has been on AEW recently. Uh, I know I should have said in the intro, but I'm also a co-host on the awesome podcast, AEW. Awesome. And... I just love seeing the legends. I love seeing them. I loved when WWE had a reality show with all the old guys in the oh, house. Yeah. Legend oh, yeah. Oh, Legends House. They called it Legends House. I called it Grandpa House. But I loved <laughs> fucking Grandpa House. Like, old Jimmy Hart over there, like, watching people get their backs waxed. It was hilarious. That was, like, one of the last things that Roddy Snap Piper did before uh, yes. he passed. Yes, R.I.P. Roddy, Roddy Piper. I love Roddy Piper. Yeah, this is the only show where Roddy Piper wins singles gold in WWE yeah, when he won, won the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, he beat the Mountie because Bret Hart had a fever. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. That was what they said. And you know, Piper's one of the only guys that kind of got through the old days without getting canceled for stuff he said in the old days. <laughs> and you know, in gimmick, like Piper's Corner, he said a lot of really offensive shit. Now in today. But he was in gimmick, and it was a different time, and blah blah blah. And I'm just glad that he he didn't get like the shit at the end of his time. He's he's kind of like South Park. Like anytime like they say something in. super offensive, they're just like it's just South Park. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was even on Rickles. Always Sunny. Poor he Don was. He, he was. Those episodes, man, those episodes of Sunny were great. Yes. So there's a big dude, Nikolai Volkov. Oh, back when the Russians were still bad and then bad again. Oh, yeah. One thing about 80s and early 90s wrestling is the gobs of patriotism. <laughs> yeah, I liked Rusev, uh, now Miro. I liked him better when he was like had the Putin flag drop every time he came out. I thought it was funny. That was great. I think they're just afraid to do that anymore because there's so much dissension. Oh, did you notice the ideologies. Iron Sheik cosplayer at AEW? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I love the Sheik. Oh, my God. I've told stories of me hanging out with Cosro. It was pretty fun. There's a time, there was a time that... Uh, well, this was a, a story that Coco Beware told me once. And I've, I've told this story a couple times. But uh, Coco Beware and the Iron Sheik are wrestling. And... The Iron, she uh, Iron Sheik puts him in a headlock and tells Coco, okay, work the gimmick, work the gimmick. And Coco says, okay. And he starts doing the bird thing, waving his arms around. And Sheik grabs him harder. He's like, no, I said, I said, work the gimmick. Oh, this one I can't skip. And uh, Coco's like, okay. And he starts doing the bird wave again, you know. And she gets really mad at him and goes, no, no, I said, I said, this is my best Sheik impersonation. Work the gimmick, work the gimmick. And he's like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, you know, you know, USA, USA. <laughs> and Coco, Coco looks over at him. He's like, I can't work that gimmick. Why? Because uh, we're in fucking Canada. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, that's a great story. Uh, I have other ones that probably aren't acceptable to tell. <laughs> And clearly in this match, no respect for law enforcement. Never. Oh. <laughs> Repo man and the big boss man fighting each other. That's just got a whole gimmick and a, and a whole thing work 
a work together moment. You guys ever watch Indie uh, Hood Slam out of Oakland? I have yes. not. Okay, so in Hood Slam, they have the stoner brothers who come out smoking big fat blunts. And then they also have like a cop and then the, the stoners wrestle the cops and you can imagine how it goes. Right. Uh, a, a full Bay Area weed smoking crowd. I have a friend I think who goes to those a lot. You know, have you guys, um, have, have you guys uh, ever heard of Daisy Hayes? Yes. I don't know Daisy Hayes. I was going to talk about Shotzi Blackheart, who's oh. rose to the top of the women's at WWE, and she started at Hood Slam. Really? I watched her. Her first gimmick I saw her as was Missy High as Shit, and I loved that <laughs> shit. She was with the Stoner Brothers, and then she became Pizza Cat, and then she came to the WWE, and I feel like that's a homegirl done good. Like I used to watch her like changing in the bathroom, going to her job after wrestling. And oh, so that's all for her. I'm like so stoked for her. And the last uh, women's cage match was like fucking incredible. And so like shout out, I love you, Shotzi. Yeah, Shotzi, Shotzi's awesome. She's a big horror fan, which I love. Oh, oh I yeah. love when she does her movie countdown for October. Mm-hmm. Where does she do that? Is that like a Twitter? Oh, it's just on. I've only seen it on Instagram. But yeah, uh, just Insta. every day, like. Oh, today we're watching this movie for mandatory horror movie month. I love that. Did you did you see her cosplay of uh, a pinhead? It was awesome. Oh, it was it was amazing. Like put her her cosplay and Diana's cosplay next to each other. That'd be pretty wicked. Fuck yeah. Okay, Ric Flair begging again. <laughs> Oh, no, no, daddy, no big gorilla daddy, no. Rick I love Flair's... that Hercules just goes, you're both in the way, and walks right through. Ric Flair spent about 90% of his career on his knees, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> the pun was totally intended. I intend the pun. I'm always curious why Ric Flair's knee pads are never on his knees. They're always on his shins. If you've ever worn a knee brace, uh, they're incredibly hard to keep on because of how your knee constantly bends. I'm a long distance runner and I run marathons and I don't care where you put that knee brace. It always ends up all like around your ankle by the end. <laughs> I always wrestled in knee pads. I never, I was always worried I'd blow out a knee or something. Wise. I wrestled one time without knee pads and never made that mistake again because it turns mm -hmm. out those aprons are made of steel. Oh, yeah. I don't let men wear knee pads when I make them crawl over broken glass for me. Ooh. That's vicious. Well, that makes they sense. Like the it. knee pad just takes away. Exactly. And besides, they like it. Hey, they like it. It's all gravy. Like, that's one of those, if you're going to do it, do it right, dude. I think you get where I'm coming from, Turtle. Oh, the flop. <laughs> uh, He's in there by himself. Maybe he'll wrestle his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? He's going to beg off as soon as he goes off, I bet you. Cowboy Bob Orton. Oh, it's Roddy. Roddy. <laughs> hey, you're close. You were close. Fresh off his Intercontinental Championship win. Yeah, they made a big deal of this because they're like, this he could win two titles in one night. 
You guys don't know this about me, but I have a bachelor's degree in history. And so I, when I like a thing, I study the whole history of a thing. So I like wrestling. So I've watched all of the historical wrestling from nice. beginning to end that's available. That's amazing. Nice. That's super so it's, cool. It's weird to see Randy Orton old now because I've seen him young and I've seen his dad young. And I'm like, oh, wow, that happened fast. Ooh, just for fun, because it's one of my favorite pieces of trivia, who is the only heavyweight champion to both win and lose his championship with his feet on the ropes? Andre oh. the Giant. Superstar Billy Graham. Oh. Oh. Who's I always forget new... about Billy Graham. Who's going to be in the new uh, WWE game that's coming out. He's a playable character. <laughs> Hope to the eye. You know, wrestling always does this where they cross over with like popular culture. And so I can never remember Billy Graham because of the singer with the Grateful Dead. And then my brain just puts those files together. And I'm like, who now? <laughs> well, that's not going to do you any good in the Royal Rumble. I'll put him to sleep. <laughs> well, once he's asleep, you take his dead body and you put it over the ropes. Oh. That's rough to pick up a limp, a uh, completely limp body. Ah, uh, it's not that hard. <laughs> I mean, I think it'd be easier than one that's fighting back. Exactly. Turtleneck nose. <laughs> like a sack of potatoes, man. It's a limp sack of potatoes. Who we got? Who we got? Jake Nick Roberts. Snake. Ah, uh, the snake, but without his snake. See, if you have a gimmick, you got to stick to your fucking gimmick. Bring the snake or you're just a white guy with a mustache. <laughs> so apparently, Jake the snake stayed in a hotel with the snake, and he would always put the snake in the bathtub so it could be in water and whatnot. Well, one day he goes in to get the snake, and there's no snake. There uh -huh. is, however, an open toilet. Uh... So the snake went in the drain and apparently came up in the bathroom of Charlie Pride. <laughs> you couldn't and have the, planned that <laughs> and the only way they found out is charlie pride is giving an interview going yeah you're not gonna believe it man but a fucking snake came out of the toilet and jake happens to hear it and go you'll never fucking believe this but i had a snake in that same hotel and it went down the toilet <laughs> uh, never trust line. a snake nope now now that's living up to your gimmick uh, but I got a leg on the rope. Leg on the rope. No, I grew up with snakes, unsurprisingly. Uh, the people I am from are snake people. And so you would often come home from school or whatever, and there are just snakes everywhere, and your grandma's crying. And you're like, Grandma, they're just snakes. It's fine. I've always been, uh, I've always been a little apprehensive of snakes. Oh, shit. Von Eric just kicks everybody in the stomach. <laughs> See, that I've never understood. Like, dude, just sit there. He's hurting him. Relax. Oh, he's got him by his beautiful hair. Oh. Oh, that's awesome. A three-way slap chop fight. I think I saw this on Pornhub once. Yeah, you did. <laughs> on accident. <laughs> yeah, you were there for the articles. I was. I don't know. I'd like to see some browser history to confirm this. 
You know, one of the things I do and invented is high-tech domination, where I take over people's computers and go through all their browser history and all their files and all their tax returns and all the pictures from their phones. Oh, and I yeah. use that shit to blackmail them for money. <laughs> Amazing. They pay me for the privilege. Never forget. <laughs> That's awesome. And we have the winner of the first Royal Rumble, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yep. The 1988 Royal Rumble winner. To be followed up by Big John Stud when he won, the crowd went mild. Everybody's got the most beautiful feathered hair. It's like AJ Styles' hairstylist was here in the past and did everyone. Dude, I want to know who AJ's personal trainer was when he came back. No kidding. Steroids. <laughs> I like, he, like he and Randy Orton traded prescriptions for a little bit there. There's a lot of guys from Mid-South in the ring right now. Where's Jim Cornette? I don't think he was there yet. No, I know. I'm kidding. I just no. like Jim Cornette. He's a member of the fellow elite. <laughs> no Cornette's one ever a... speaks up for the rich, you know? Hey, well, someone's got to be the voice of the rich. Yeah, really. <laughs> Underrepresented. Only 1% of us, you guys. Hey, I was always cool with the rich. I was hoping I could join him at some point. <laughs> remember like, that? Adopt me. <laughs> remember that broken glass crawling thing I was talking about? Yeah. Yep. It's part of the adoption process. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> See, boys, to... this is exactly how it starts. <laughs> we'll be able to fund the show for another three years. Fund what? <laughs> this is free. No, my TV show. <laughs> Like, this podcast is on YouTube, bitches. <laughs> yeah, not, the, not this show. The other show. Yeah, the other show. Oh, hey, speaking of the 1%, it's the guy they all hate. Oh, ah, the yeah. IRS! Fuck the IRS! <laughs> it's, it's Bray Wyatt's dad. I did an IRS cosplay for this year's, or no, now last year's Mania in L.A. Oh, that's cool. Did, 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 uh, it's an older reference. Did anyone, did anyone recognize the cosplay? I mean, wrestling fans who go to Mania. Fuck yeah. Okay, this one in the house show. <laughs> <laughs> so I live kind of close to the actual IRS building. And for the longest time, there was a guy that every tax season would just walk to the IRS building and flip them off and just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. That's performance art and your right to protest. <laughs> And apparently everyone at the IRS would, like, look out and just wait for this guy. Because they loved him. I mean, people who work there have to pay taxes, too. Right. Oh, my God, the ass-grabbing here trying to get... Who's that, Von Eric over the, the top oh, rope? Oh, Piper. Oh, Von Eric's already out. That's Piper. Oh, it's Piper. They have the same haircut, and I can't see his face. If you, if look at, looking at him from, like, just not looking up close, he looks a little bit like Kevin Von Eric used to, and world-class you know all white guys look the same to me one of the things i like about luchadors is the masks all the masks are fucking different so i'm like that's blue demon that's mil mascaris i've just been watching all the santos movies la masca plata he's nice. incredible and he always looks distinctive like this mask no one else has it. this i'm the only luchador in history that has a mask like this it is a beautiful mask. It was actually made by another luchador. It looks like maybe you're an Eagles fan with the mask. Oh, it's, um, <laughs> so, 
No, not not a D. Well, okay, so it's like this is like life and death on the symbols on the side. But I'm the only luchador that has a goatee hole. Ah. <laughs> I like it. It was getting bunched up and it started coming out of my mouth and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was really gross. Ah, sounds nasty. That's like the worst flavor saver at the end of the match, covered in other dudes' sweat and blood. Oh, yeah. How many uh, men's blood have you tasted? Uh, a few. <laughs> Not I want purpose. like an estimate. A hundred? Five? Uh, I'd say closer to five. Okay. At least 12 that I know of. Oh. Yeah, the Marines. It was fun. Oh, the it's Marines. It's weird. Everyone I know who served in the Marines is like always wearing women's panties and cross-dressing. I don't know. Maybe it's a bias sample that I get. They're comfortable. Yeah, we had it. different experiences. <laughs> I just figure if you sign up to be around that many dudes all the time, you know. No, my big question for them was they would all get off duty and play Call of Duty. Like, ah. dude, you just did this at work. Like, not 30 <laughs> minutes ago. That was commitment to the cause, I guess. Piper is slapping the shit out of Blair. Oh my Turtle, god. Turtleneck and I are both war veterans. Oh, well, uh, thank you for your service. Oh, appreciate it. Oh no, I, I spent the whole time stateside. I did nothing. Not me. I almost Okay, not you, country. Gringo. Or not you, Turtleneck. You Gringo. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my service, damn it? <laughs> oh shit. Like I went, I got the picture, I got the cute uniform, but I mean they do have cute uniforms. <laughs> Do I oh. see Paul Bearer? Do I do. see The Undertaker? You sure do. <gasps> One of the slimmest versions of Paul Bearer, too. And The Undertaker. Look how fucking young he is. I know. He's still like the Ginger Taker, almost. <laughs> oh, the yeah. Ginger Taker. And then when, later when he became the Biker Taker, I couldn't take it seriously. My favorite. See, that was The Undertaker I started with. Oh, yeah, that's right. It would be 2002. You have to watch all the wrestling, Turtleneck. You gotta go oh, back totally and watch did. it all. Okay, good. Yeah, I went, went, back, went back, I saw Mark Callis in WCW. It was great. I wanna start giving out degrees in wrestling history. You can. That would be awesome. Dutch Mantel has a university. You can have an actual degree. Isn't it accredited or is it like a Trump university? <laughs> <laughs> like I have Pretty real degrees. Uh, Bruno San Martino taught a history of wrestling at Harvard, I believe. I love that. That's real. And I love Bruno San Martino. My grandpa loved Bruno San Martino. And he would threaten all of us children. He was like, if you are bad at night, Bruno San Martino, he come for you in the night. I always <laughs> love that shit. I'd be more afraid if he said David San Martino was going to come at me in the middle of the Look, my well, grandpa it... barely spoke English, so, you know. <laughs> well, isn't it a weird threat of, I would love to meet Bruno San Martino. Let's do this. Yeah. Hell yeah, that'd be great. We were all a bunch of little girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, got the IRS up in a chokehold there, as we all would love to have. Yes. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Tax Zombie taker cometh. just absorbing it. Yeah, yeah like, he no cells. He's like, I'm seven Holy. feet tall. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, look, Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, my God. He's hopped up on cocaine and he is ready to fucking go. Go. Uh, one of the <laughs> finest members of the Jewish people, Lanny Poffo, Randy the Macho Man Savage. MJF can say whatever he wants. The Macho Man holds the Jewish people belt after King David <laughs> and fucking uh, Elijah. <laughs> Man, it well, took that well long played. for the belt to find well, a new owner. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jacob had to wrestle an angel to become Israel. So, you know, wrestling is, as I point out, from the beginning of humankind, from the beginning of documentation. Like, pro wrestling is fucking there. Do you think that Jacob would have lost against the angel if it was supposed to go that way? <laughs> hey. <laughs> pro wrestling. Oh, coming up is one of my favorite spots. Right there. Oh. <laughs> right, Savage eliminated himself in his own madness. Well, I'll skip. I can't skip this one. You are slave to the commercials, Fantastico. I am. That's okay. I was a little weird though because it was showing Suicide Squad, and then it showed wrestling in the middle of it. Ah. But yes, right now the ref has to, has to tell him, Macho. You went over the top. What are you doing? You yeah. eliminated your fucking self. Yeah, this is when they made the rule that you can't self-eliminate. <laughs> all my pets self-eliminate all the time. Oh. And yeah, this is when... And I guess the reason for it was Jake ruined their wedding. Jake attacked Macho and actually had a cobra bite him. Ah! I love that shit. I don't think that's and of course, while they're getting divorced. <laughs> Oh, still one of the best is Jake tells the story and he goes, yeah, in the back, Macho wasn't sure if the snake was devenomized, so he had the snake bite Jake first. So in the ring, that's why Jake is slapping the snake and whatnot, get him all pissed him off. Nice. <laughs> this is like right before Taker did his his face turn. Ah, your Who's cat. got a cat? <laughs> <laughs> The Rottweiler is put away, so he uh, they're gonna bark at us tonight. It's okay. I, I like Kitty Fantastico. <laughs> I have a cat named Seamus Elgato La Fantastic Kitty. Oh, Fantastic Kitty, of course. <laughs> we also have I, a cat named Mel Gibson, the All Terrain Armored Transport. Wow. Okay. <laughs> my my wife named him. <laughs> I have a cat named Battle Cat. Awesome. Oh, like from He-Man. Right. Nice. Uh, my cat is Shorty, only because that's what was around her collar when I found her. Oh. <laughs> and I figured she had enough problems being abandoned, we didn't need to add a split personality to it. It's good that you both know it's your job to uh, preserve the cats and treat them like the queens they are. Oh, yeah, she's fully aware. We're suckers in this house. We have three adopted cats, two that we found, and then three we actually adopted from the from the um, 
Humane Whatever. Society? Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah, you're two cats away from me calling animal hoarders fantastico. <laughs> I have two rabbits, five cats, and two dogs. All right, I'm calling Dr. Zazio. You will get a call from her. <laughs> Don't blame me. It's not my fault. No, this is now an episode of Animal Hoarders. This is exactly <laughs> how it goes. They're gonna, they'll show up and they'll see all these five cats running around this house. Really fat. Really fat. <laughs> They're all Garfield size. Speaking of being Garfield size. <laughs> okay. Who is who is in the middle of the ring? I cannot see their face. That is Hacksaw Jim Duggan with the Barbarian. Oh, uh, Barbarian. No that's, no, that's the Berserker. Oh, that is, yes. Uh-huh. See? You see my problem, right? I do. <laughs> like, it's brown. That's all you went with. Yeah. Would you like to making fuck Berserker? Uh, <laughs> did he say making fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you guys have seen fucking Clerks. Oh, it's the best. Hold off, Berserker girl thinks sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie so much. I love Undertaker just wandering around in the middle of the ring, waiting for someone to enter his zone. <laughs> okay, that's, yeah. That's funny. This is a hot threesome. We've got uh, both The Undertaker and Piper choking Ric Flair. I mean, I've seen that shit on Pornhub for sure. <laughs> Some BDSM shit here. I mean, I'm Mistress Harley. Do you know who I am? <laughs> now, did you see the video of Tony Atlas being stepped on? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> hey, whatever floats your boat. Takes different strokes to move the world. I'm yeah, you gotta live your best life. I'm more impressed at the balance you have to have to stand on a head. It's true. It does require a lot of balance, especially if the head is real round and not flat. <laughs> so here's Virgil. Virgil. The best pinstripe pants. Yeah, Virgil looks like he just escaped the Santa Claus workshop. Yeah. I was picturing like he's one of the Orville Redenbacher boxes. <laughs> or he's a candy striper. I would watch Virgil as a candy striper for sure. We should like email him and tell him that he needs to do a YouTube show. Where he's, he's already just... the king of garlic breads. Poor Virgil. He's always alone at his tables at cons. I feel like he's beloved. I saw him at WrestleCon also right before WrestleMania 31. And everybody was like around him and like trying to touch, you know. <laughs> Oh, who was he? I went to the greatest clusterfuck that Joey Janela put on. Oh, boy. I think he, Soul Man Jones, that was his name. Mm. And I'll admit, the show lived up to exactly what it was called. <laughs> so, Mistress Harley, have you ever wanted to step in the ring? Uh, I don't take bumps. No? No, I would be a manager. And one of the projects that I'm working on is called the Interdimensional Wrestling Federation with Diamond Dallas Page. And it's going to be maybe animated, but oh, cool. aliens. And I'm supposed to do commentary and maybe some managing on that show. But it's like Hollywood. Who knows if it'll ever even happen. I was on the Dennis Rodman podcast, and they stopped doing the podcast. I killed the Dennis Rodman podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> wow, Kim Jong-un couldn't even stop that. <laughs> That's right. No, well I love done. Dennis. Dennis is a friend of mine, but that podcast is dead. 
Speaking some, of the some sheik. Accolades right oh, there. the sheik! He will break your back and make you humble. Fuck the Monday. <laughs> oh General my god, is that Adnan. a member? Is that like the elite Iranian guard with him? That uh, was General Adnan. Yeah, General Adnan, Sergeant Slaughter's manager. He actually was a wrestler in Iran. I believe he wrestled Hulk Hogan in Iran. Oh, oh. shit. And you know, the Sheik had to run for his fucking life. Yes. Yeah. Do you but we the... got lucky in the exchange. We, the USA, we got an Iron Sheik. We sure did. In those fact, little, it was what? 40... In fact, it was what? 40 years ago today that if we don't count the AWA, Hulkamania was born. Hey, that's true. <gasps> The birth of Hulkamania. As long as we don't count the AWA. Yeah. <laughs> isn't wrestling yeah. is funny like that? Like Ric Flair is the 16-time world champion. No, he's like the 25-time world champion. Right. Shut up. <laughs> like yeah, we only it's... count belts that like right here, right now that we've seen here. It's very conditional as to where they're talking about him. That WWE's always been that way though. They never acknowledge any other championships except for they did acknowledge the NWA championship there for a while. And they did last year. I thought it was awesome. And they acknowledged Mickey James as a TNA knockout or the impact wrestling knockouts champion at the rumble. That was great. That was cool. She deserves all the acknowledgement in the world. She was and still is an amazing women's wrestler. Yeah, she's awesome. Oh, she is now in charge of the women's division in TNA. No, oh my oh, god, no. she's gonna kick oh. their asses. <laughs> oh, she's in charge of an OVW. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I only know that because OVW is not real far from me. I want the Zeitgeist of Wrestling to change. The like three letter acronyms that are all fucking nearly EC, dub, 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 E, dub, dub, F, A, E, dub. <laughs> like, fuck this. Like, what about the dyslexic people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be inclusive. Yeah. Well, the Hardys also, had the. If, if we're going to talk about being inclusive, Seth Rollins and all those fucking flashing lights at the WWE shows. I actually have friends with epilepsy, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't invite you to my box at WrestleMania. You will die. <laughs> yeah, the Hardys had Omega. That was a good Federation name. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What was um? Chikara, where where my buddy Ophidian's from. Hey, at least AAA, like, that's easy to remember. I don't know. Yeah. I always confuse the first and last one. Like, I always write it backwards. Ah, uh, <laughs> a palindrome joke. Very nice. That's <laughs> some clever shit. <laughs> Ooh, Undertaker Macho. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Quit joking. Me. Kiss, 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 kiss. <laughs> You know, I had I it. been in the had I been in the audience for Cody and Punk when they got nose to nose, I'd have yelled that as loud as I possibly could. <laughs> I always am the one yelling kiss at the shows. Like the men when their faces are like this and they're touching and they're like Eskimo kissing and their lips are like inches. It's like a romance novel. I want one of them to call the other one his little babushka. <laughs> ah! No, babushka's like a grandmother. Oh. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of these guys are kind of old. <laughs> uh, okay, nobody pays attention to cursing in other languages. I've been trying to get this going on. Start calling people terrible names in languages that no one pays attention to, like Hungarian. Call somebody a budish kurva. Nobody knows what that shit means, but I know it means you're a filthy whore. 
Nice. The hey, is that Hulk Hogan? That yeah, is Hulk Hogan. That don't work for me, brother. That American flag is all wrong, you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's... more stars than stripes. Yeah, and it's like the wrong number of stars. I think someone who designed that shirt should have been fired. <laughs> There's a math equation there where it's like it's like five, seven stars. So was Hawaii a state yet? Fuck. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Hawaii yeah, became think, a state in 1958. I have three college degrees and not one of them is in history. <laughs> uh, my bachelor's degree is in history. My minor's in theology and I have a master's in library science and information technology. Damn, nice. That's awesome. It is. I'm smarter than everyone and have biggest tits in the room. So I get all the privileges. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I have an associate's in liberal arts. I have a bachelor's in film. Oh, and film. Have, and I have a master's in screenwriting. Oh, I can rip a deck of cards in half. Hey, <laughs> a turtleneck. Um, That's what we're going to call that from now on when you do it. It's a, it's a turtleneck. I almost got a film degree and then remembered that there's no money there. Oh, there's absolutely no money there. <laughs> but you know where the money is? Like here. <laughs> yeah sometimes i really wish that i was an attractive lady yeah <laughs> so you do i would get a lot more hits on my tv show you can call me for ten dollars a minute to talk about that too <laughs> <laughs> oh this guy's gnarly who's this bald guy who looks like a fucking serial killer his name's skinner, skinner. he used to chew tobacco and spit it all over himself and he looks people. like the guy that hangs out at the gas station late at night <laughs> the one who holds the door and then asks you for a tip yeah or these days is like girl I gotta get your social media <laughs> where did where did IRS get a scarf it's oh that's Hogan's Hogan shirt. Hogan okay. shirt yeah the people's tax money <laughs> you guys the rock are we gonna get like so much rock now that Netflix has raw and the TKO merger and the stock market? Like we all need the rock, don't we? I think we're getting most of the rock next after Mania. Yeah, I think I think you're getting it Roman and Rock at SummerSlam. I think that's what they're gonna try to do. Ooh, the battle of the cousins. Cause who is gonna sit at the head of that table? Where does the rock sit? He asked an ontological mystery. I mean, I he's on the board of directors. I'd say right wherever he wants. Ah, yeah, he's going to sit on the board. That's what. <laughs> and the, the Rock's daughter is now the general manager of NXT. Oh, good for her. Yep. A Nepo baby doing good. I worry about them, you guys. They don't <laughs> have any opportunities. I've never understood the problem everyone has with, oh, they just got hired because nepotism. Like, and? Yeah, Call me what... an industry where that's not, like, where it's different. Well, plus, if my dad was The Rock, I'd like to think he could put a word in for me. Yeah, what's what's the point? Yeah, that's right, what like, I would do. Like, plus, The Sergeant Rock Slaughter. is a Nepo baby. Oh, that's is... true. That's true. I brought that up on the Awesome Pod, that The Rock is a Nepo baby of yeah. Rocky Johnson. It, if we're being honest, The Rock is a grand Nepo baby. Three-time Nepo baby <laughs> champion, The Rock. For sure. But that doesn't mean he's not great and that we don't love him. Right. <laughs> like, sometimes you were just groomed for the business. Like, Nicholas I don't know, Nicolas Cage Cody. is Coppola's son. Like, we still love Nick Cage. 
Yeah. If I have no problem with Nepo, like I said, I'd, I'd be doing it too. If I was one of them, I'm not going to lie. If I said that I wasn't, I'd be a fucking liar. Do the Nepo. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Is it like this? Like you do a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a turtleneck can't do it because of the turtleneck. You are restricted, sir. You're too stiff, bro. See, it's too sensitive. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to get like what triple elimination? What is happening? Looks like Hogan's got Rick Martel over the top. Slaughter for reasons prevents it. <laughs> and, and this was after he did his face turn. This is when he wanted his country back. Macho Man crawling back in under the middle, the, the top rope above the middle rope. Sid Justice, who later will be the victim of horrible chicanery, skullduggery, shenanigans, even. Shenanigans. And this is after he stabbed Arn Anderson with a pair of scissors in a hotel. Was that Glock Arn Anderson? That yeah. was Glock Anderson, yeah. yeah. That might be why he carries a Glock with him. It might be. This is when like, Sid Sid uh, he was Sid Justice then. Which I never understood. And he actually be had Sid vicious after that guy killed his girlfriend. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> And actually had a thing in his contract where he could take off for softball. Oh, did he really? Yes, he did. That's oh, awesome. Man. Like, the man loves softball. What's the problem? Instead of dark side of the ring, I want, like, weird side of the ring. Like, what's the weirdest shit in everybody's <laughs> contract? What's the dumbest shit you've seen someone do waiting in line at a, you know, airport? Like, I don't even want, like, hard tea. I want silly tea, you know? I think that... The, the dark side of the ring guys are really shooting themselves in the foot right now because they can't do an episode about Vince McMahon bricking on somebody. Why can't they? <laughs> it's too late. They're already done. Uh, Plus, I think we need season. to wait for the trial. Oh, yeah. Well, no, you can cover it. You just say allegedly about everything. Allegedly, Vince McMahon defecated on a woman's head with a threesome with John Laurinaitis. Allegedly. While like, he was married to the Bella sister, who definitely had brain cancer at the time. No. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. No, that part was definitely. During the timeline, that's when she had her brain tumor. Okay, but you're not a doctor, so allegedly. Yeah. You don't have the credentials to make that assessment, my friend. <laughs> no, but I read the assessment of the doctor. <laughs> like, at that point, it's just called reporting. Uh, journalism and wrestling unheard of. No, we got Dave Meltzer for that, right? As as long as I don't befriend Colt Cabana and talk to CM Punk, I think I'm good. Oh my god, you guys, I love Colt Cabana. This is one of the scariest men in wrestling ever. I want Colt and Jake Manning in the ring at AEW. Why won't they give it to me? I want Man Scout. I want, like, just, I want it all. They won't give it to me. Uh, I'm happy that Lance Archer's back. You guys, Jake Manning is afraid of me. Every time I see him, I scream like, Jake! and then I, he runs away. Awesome. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Man, that's a fun word. Nice nice full circle you did there. That was, that's clever shit. I'm funnier than anyone knows because they're too busy screaming and crying and begging. And running away, <laughs> allegedly. Oh, no, crawling toward. Oh, crawling. Uh, is that allegedly? <laughs> no, that is uh, journalism. You can find stories about me in Vice, Playboy, the International Business Times, Cosmo, and more. 
Yeah, I was looking into all that stuff that you did. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. That's great. So awesome. congratulations on all of your success, by the way. Oh, thank you. I love my success. <laughs> it gives me all this time to watch historical pro wrestling, you guys. Nice. I really like the I really like that movie, The Secret of My Success. <laughs> I don't know that one. It has Is Michael it by Werner Herzog? No, <laughs> but that's good. It has I'm reading his, his new autobiography, Man Against God and God Against All, is incredible. Awesome. And right here, folks, this is why you don't wear a tie in a wrestling ring or in a fight. No. But I always think about these dudes with their long hair, you know? You'd think that if you were really serious about not having your ass kicked, you'd cut it short. Right. Well, that's why UFC fighter Rose Dominunez, she just shaved it. Fuck yeah, and even Ronda Rousey did those, like, she did her, like, little braids and stuff. I just see all these chicks with their, like, giant hair extensions, and I'm like, girl, that is not the way. I don't know, man. Bianca Belair uses that shit to her advantage. Yeah, but that's a weave. If it comes off, she's fine. (laughs) I'm more impressed with the massive amounts of eye makeup. Like, so you're not worried about sweat running into your eyes at all? Okay. Yeah, that shit burns. How about costumes that have all the little hard bits on them where when you land on them, that's like keys in your pocket all over your body. Oh. You know who has a great looking set of gear that would look great on a chick? Damien Priest. Yes, I would wear Damien Priest clothes. Like the hole in the front that has the buckles going? Yes. Was it was it Rhea that had to wear some of Damien Priest's clothes? Yep. Uh, did she? Yeah. yeah, they lost her luggage, and it turns out they have the same pant size, so take from uh... that what you will. <laughs> Rhea well, Ripley's Rhea's... my spirit animal. Rhea's strong, and Damien Priest obviously does work on his bod, so, you know. Rhea Ripley's one of the greatest heels ever. She's a heel? No, she's not. <laughs> well... You guys, boys call me mommy and beg me to do stuff for them all the time. No, right here is the biggest heel turn ever. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, shit. No, this is not as bad of a breakup as the Festival of Friendship with Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, which I fucking loved. I love that. Oh, that was a good one. Because I hate Kevin Owens. I'll never take it back. That guy needs to go to the gym and maybe on a diet. That is why Davey Richards kept refusing to lose the championship to him i believe that kevin owens is the ron jeremy of wrestling not that he's hurt women i'm not saying that i'm saying that he looks like every fat fuck in their living room and they want to believe that they could get in the ring and win all the belts those are the guys sitting at home like i could beat that guy it's like they're all look like kevin owens that's fair i know men what can i say it was weird hearing him described as the everyman going, eh, a little bigger than the everyman. What, is he like over six foot tall? Oh, I just meant weight-wise. Uh, America's a fat place, so... Yep. Go to the Golden Corral. He looks like every man there. <laughs> and Sid Uh-oh. completely justified oh, in his oh, anger. Yeah. Yeah, Hogan kind of screwed him. But it's such a little boy thing to like, I push you in the back of your head. Like, it wasn't <laughs> serious. 
like bite a man. <laughs> How mad those, are you? Those were the good days of the NFL when Dick Butkus would like just bite a guy on the sideline. <laughs> See, that's how you get me to watch fucking football. More biting. Yeah. That shit used well, to hey, happen Stu all the Hart time. Said, hey, Stu Hart said, if you're face-to-face, -face, go for the nose. <laughs> and, like, I'm not going to question Stu Hart's knowledge of how to hurt people. Hey, <laughs> Becky Lynch got over by getting her face broken. So, yeah, I guess that shit works, right? I've right. never seen anybody get over by getting their ass kicked that hard before. <laughs> I always I wondered, that didn't... Undertaker had a whole thing, he'll make you famous by kicking your ass. Ah, I so would Andy Kaufman. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> While he wrestled women. God, I love Andy Kaufman. I respect the game. I, I hate the player, not the game. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I always wondered who the guy was with the blonde hair in the middle of the suit. He always showed up. When shit hit the fan, that guy never came out unless the shit really hit the fan. Then you'd see that guy. And as a fan, as a kid, I'd be like, oh, shit, this might be real. That guy's out there. <laughs> uh, he's got, like, the same hairline as Hulk Hogan, so I like to think younger cousin. <laughs> he kind of looks like Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have a, uh, a weird... Thing that might I think might happen at the end of the Rumble this year. What? I think that Cody and CM Punk are going to go out at the same time and touch the floor at the same time. Oh Lord, I hope not. I I, I see it happening. It's happened. This will be the third time it happened. If that's the case. Oh, here it is—the famous with a tear in my eye promo. Uh huh. Congratulations, Ric Flair, on becoming the undisputed champion. That was fair to Flair. <laughs> like Flair is just like breathing hard and trying not to die. He's just like, I'm going to regulate my breathing. <laughs> He's like, I've just been out there for an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, the worst was during this pay-per-view, the natural disasters are interviewed after a match, and it goes about as well as you would expect when two giants are out of breath. <laughs> oh. That was Flair's like, talent, man. He could just go for hours and he would never blow up. He's just like, I'm tired, but I can still kick another man's ass right now. Did you ever see him when he was wrestled in Minnesota? Like when he, I mean, he got in the really historical documentaries, yes. Yeah, he was like huge. Like he was like muscle bound, big dude. He was like but he's twice not a super, his size. He's not a super tall guy, right? I mean No, I don't think so. He's probably around six feet, maybe. I saw Grandpa at AEW recently, and I was like, I think I'm taller than him. He is six foot one, according to Google. Yeah, build as. I'm six foot. So, you know, as people age, they get a little smaller. Yeah, that's true. Also, think about how many times he's crushed his vertebrae. Yeah, especially in that plane accident. Oh, the one he, like, walked away from fucking styling and profiling? <laughs> right? Who the fuck does that? Ric Flair. I was uh, listening to Jim Cornette talk, and he was talking about like how he always wanted to fly on a plane when Ric Flair was on the plane because he knew that it would really hard for any to a plane to go down if someone had already been in their plane crash. The chances of that happening twice were slim to none. If you've ever seen the film Intacto, which is all about stealing people's luck, I would not want to be on a plane with Ric Flair because Ric Flair steals everyone's luck around him. And that's why he walks away from plane crashes. And this is why. He's like the Han Solo of wrestling. 
So All he right. can walk away from plane crashes, just not alimony payments. Oh, the courts will find you. <laughs> oh, boy, that was fun. 1992's Royal Rumble. 92? What was? 92. I was 12 years old in 92. That's how old I am. I'm okay, ancient. Grandpa Fantastico. Abuelo Fantastico. I'm not a grandpa yet. My kids are still teenagers. <laughs> not That's quite no guarantee. Future okay, Grandpa fair. Fantastico. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll accept that. I don't know, man. My One of my kids says he's asexual, and the other one, like, he just doesn't care. So I'm just like, whatever. You guys, whatever floats your boat. You guys do you. They will do anything they think could possibly upset you. That's their yeah. job. That's really hard to do because I'm so damn laid back most of the time. Like, it really takes a lot to rattle me. Like, I'm just like, eh, whatever, guys. Eh, it's cool. It's all good. Oh, man. So, you guys want to talk a little bit about what happened this week in wrestling? And go over that a little bit. I'll always talk about wrestling. Awesome. Absolutely. So, all we right. already went over the fact that Priest is a moron for not cashing in. One. <laughs> Uh, let's see, on Raw we had Woods and Kingston against Imperium, who I guess now they're both vicious and angry. I fucking hate Imperium. Talk about, like, the evil Europeans and, like, the Germans lost World War II, but they run the money, like the Euro, and now they are in running the WWE again. And I'm, like, I'm at WrestleMania screaming, like, don't let them defeat you! The Germans need to be defeated fucking again! <laughs> like, every 70 years you have to fucking defeat the Germans. <laughs> uh, I, I, as a as a fan, or actually as a as a mark, I guess I really enjoy. Like I liked this match a lot because I haven't seen this much intensity out of the New Day in a long New time. Day? Like I kind of got a little bit like tired of of. Uh, I always love Kofi. Kofi's great, but Austin Creed's always like Xavier Woods is always kind of like I'm like eh, okay, but the, actually this match. Like really kind of rejuvenated my my like of the new days. So it was really kind of cool to see them kind of like go at it that rough because that was that was fucking great. I would love to know who does the performance reviews for referees and just says, Okay, so you lost complete control out there, bud. What happened? <laughs> As I've said before, referees need an enforcement mechanism, a stun gun, a taser, pepper spray. What is the point of having a rule keeper in the ring if you cannot keep the rules? That's what that I was actually why I loved Lucha Underground because I'm sorry, no one stuck to the rules more than Lucha Underground. When Dario Cueto just said, I like violence, I want my referees to not DQ people, like, there you go, we now have a workaround. Exactly. And again, Dario Cueto representing the rich. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, fuck, that was really funny. Now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I make men uh, yeah. lose their trains of thought a lot. I can understand. What happened next in wrestling, Turtleneck? Yeah. We had Ivy Nile versus Valhalla. Really? I didn't, see, I didn't get to see that because I watched the Hulu cut of Raw. Where they take I all also the cool watched the Hulu cut of Raw. You didn't was... miss a whole lot, so we can move on. <laughs> I love Valhalla, though. Like, no, I the wish they would fine. do more with her. The only problem with it was the ending was supposed to be Valhalla puts her feet on the ropes and Maxine points it out, but she went too early. So the referee gets in position and just goes, uh, your feet are on the ropes. I don't. 
<laughs> and that's why we didn't see this match on Hulu. <laughs> okay, yeah, there you go. That's probably with good reason. I don't, I don't know. It's like I don't. Sometimes a lot of the time with Hulu, like they they just cut out a lot of the cool extra. Because I'm not as big on the main event matches as I am some of the lower mid card matches. Because I I like to see those guys. It's like the stuff with with like you said with Ricochet. Sometimes they cut Ricochet shit out of it, and it pisses me off because Ricochet's great and like. I like stuff with like Chad Gable. Fucking Chad Gable's awesome. And Otis is awesome. Like I just, but I don't get to see it. I warmed up to both of those guys, Chad and Otis as like the freak show. At first I was like, fuck these guys. Like one guy's tiny, the other guy's fat. What the fuck? But then <laughs> like they, they put character into it until I was like, all right, I get these guys. Like, yeah. And then they added um, Maxine Dupree and then they added uh, Akira Tozawa. And then it just gave me like a, like a weird family that I still don't understand why Akira Tozawa was there because Kulu keeps cutting the shit out. I don't get to see why. Do you know why Turtleneck? He makes people chuckle and he does a dance. Okay. Everyone loves a dance. And like, we live in the area of audience participation in wrestling. So if you have a thing everyone can do, you're in. Just look at Seth Rollins's entrance music. I hate that shit. I hate the people singing along. This isn't fucking karaoke. Like, Jericho, okay, that's a good song. But, like, there's no words to Seth Rollins' song. You're just, oh, like, it's so fucking dumb. (laughs) And, like, it's one thing when it's Cody's where it's just, okay, I have to put up with 10 seconds and then we're done. And there's lyrics. Right. Right. (laughs) And it's just, like, that's one thing about Seth Rollins we don't get is we just don't understand what the hell his gimmick is supposed to be. Right, I just is call he an architect, an arsonist. Does he build it and burn it down? Is he <laughs> the fucking I don't know what anymore. He's got too many jobs. Like, does he leave wrestling and draft building plans and then burn that shit? Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I just call him Seth Liberace Alton John Architect Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed it looks like he's starting to wear becky lynch's pants where it's always got like lace up the sides yes. and it's kind of like maybe a little feminine which i don't hate embrace your girly side ladies men <laughs> but you know <laughs> and uh, everyone in between <laughs> yeah it looks like like real married people they're just starting to wear each other's clothes all the time <laughs> that happens. i'm still convinced that darby allen wears Gigi allen's uh leggings under his shorts <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to because, you know, leggings are really see-through when you bend over. Oh, yeah, that's true. They have to be squat-proof, you know? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Girls who go to the gym now. Uh, Well, you guys talked about Gable. Did they cut out the Gable Ivar from Hulu? I hope not. That was actually good. No. I didn't see it, I don't think. Okay, I was high, but I saw it, so I don't (laughs) know. Maybe, maybe, Maybe I just... I don't know. Maybe I was doing a crossword puzzle or something while that was going on. <laughs> that's that's what Fantastico does is crossword puzzles for real. I do sometimes. Yeah, I like to do crossword. I like to see how fast I can do them. Tell me you drink the blood of children or something. Like, come on. <laughs> I've had the shit kicked out of me by Sabu a couple of times. Oh my god! Before or after he started smoking crack? I don't it allegedly. Was uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, I don't think he was smoking crack. When I met Sabu, the first thing he, we're backstage, he walks up to me. The first thing he says to anybody, walks up to me, he's like, hey, bro, do you have any weed? Yes! <laughs> and I'm sitting next to Eugene, and Eugene, Nick, Nick Dinsmore, and he's just like, Sabu always asks for weed. That was like the first conversation ah! I had with both of these guys. And I'm like, 
all right okay <laughs> cool at least i know my locker room now that's right you know who to get weed from right <laughs> i was like well my buddy syndrome probably has something over there he could probably get something from him uh, okay but syndrome gable ivar uh they're both tiny yeah what ivar is huge is he's he like, like 340 eight feet... pounds no but he's tiny he's not like eight feet tall no he's not he's more plump i think is the word oh a zeftig member of the wrestling community yes of course he's agile as fuck though that's true he does have some moves that you're like wow okay right? you can do that with your body all right <laughs> no i, I was noting like this is where gable totally excels when he just has a big man that makes his throws and suplexes look better than they already are mm. his match with gunther man it was great the, the raw match i think gunther. they're gonna revisit that i think I sure we're getting so. gunther and a returning lesnar at mania but yep. then i think we're gonna go back to gable and gunther that's like the whitest on white violence you get is like Gunter fucking Lesnar for real. It's like we got the palest men in the world and they're in the ring together. Well, to be fair, Lesnar will soon be purple after that match starts. Oh, yeah. Just like Hulk Hogan when he had lust in his eyes and the macho man was choking him out and he was like turning fucking blue. And yep. that was I was like, I know Hulk Hogan is alive today, but I don't know if he lived through that in the past. <laughs> It still blows my mind Hulk Hogan, like, saved someone from a car crash. Like, just imagine, you're in a car crash, you're disoriented, all of a sudden, Hulk Hogan, give me your hand, brother. Uh, no shit, Werner Herzog saved somebody from a car crash exactly the same way. And, it like, I imagine that, too, where it's, like, this old German man who's like, I made a Geary Wrath of God, please come from, with me from the car. Like, <laughs> they made, they made that a movie would be about the moment, it with like, Ingmar Bergman. Yes. <laughs> the moment, I don't know if I'm being rescued or dead. Right. Do I have a concussion? Are you Werner Herzog? What's up? <laughs> or that, who is it? Oh my God. Who's the martial artist, big guy? Michael Jai White. Steven Seagal. Uh, no, Steven Seagal. He's oh, a real right. life police officer in Louisiana. Didn't he have to flee to Russia because he locked some chick in his trunk and then was going to be arrested, allegedly? That, that is sounds news like the, to me. That sounds like the plot of that movie, Excess Baggage. <laughs> he is a Russian citizen. Um, allegedly. It <laughs> just blows my mind going, so wait, if I'm speeding through Louisiana, there's a real life chance that Steven Seagal stops me. And his yeah. ponytail will always be too tight. Yes. Right. <laughs> I'm making another movie. Don't fuck <laughs> with me. I'll film it and I'll kick your ass. And I'll be in and... Under Siege 3. And his hair will be the weirdest shade of black that exists on no one else. <laughs> Only Rudy Giuliani when it's hot. <laughs> Very nice. I guess Steven could afford better hair dye. His didn't run. Mm. Mm. I think that's because it's a wig. <laughs> it's a definitely a rug. <laughs> yeah, these rugs don't run. <laughs> uh, let's see. Then we had the Cody and Punk promo. Which was great. I liked it, but yeah, they did look like they were about to make out. They totally looked like they were about to make out. It's like, just do it already! Here's, if I hate someone, I do not let their face touch my face. Like, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> be like, stay away from me in arm's length, bro. I don't want to be near you. 
No, uh, it was I a love- good promo. I, I did like that they made fun of like you, your dad was a plumber, the son of a plumber, and like, but I just hate CM Punk. I'm so over him. He needs to smoke weed. Like, relax. <laughs> yeah, I think it's always been his problem. He's never been able to like have a fucking beer and just like chill out. I mean, like and you it- said, he's got the dad bod. You can have a fucking beer. It's not gonna hurt him. It doesn't seem like anyone that works with him ever describes it as like an enjoyable experience. <laughs> oh, from everything I've heard, I just describe it as it sounds like you are an absolute chore to know. Yeah, like chore to know. I'm going to borrow that one, Turtleneck. Feel free. <laughs> it's like it's exhausting to be his friend. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy that's always calling you mad about fucking something. Like they wouldn't pick up my car and I had to get an Uber. And you're like, dude, Ugh. relax. Like get have a beer. Just chill yeah. out. Like, yes. well, did you fucking get there at the end? Then that's the end of the story. Good night. No, but I've got like a two-hour story about how it was hard. Right. <laughs> it's like I always say on the show, shut the fuck up, go home, go to work, shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna borrow that one too. I've had it. Oh, that is still one of my favorite stories about that whole Wembley thing. Like, okay, they didn't have a car for you, but you know normal people take the train, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's not that hard. I lived in the UK for like two years. It's not hard to get around the UK. There's an app you can call limousines with. Like, what the fuck is the problem? And I the only person with money that knows how to navigate a city? Yeah, and and homie has enough money. He can like get himself a limo for sure. Yeah, like I think everyone there speaks English. Like, I think you'll get there. (laughs) It's like all these poor people problems. I don't want to hear about. I don't want to hear about Wardlow didn't like working for MJF. I don't want to hear about, like, I've worked so hard in the WWE. I don't want to hear about, like, real stories are like, hey, I'm Roman Reigns and you guys all fucking hate me. And I'm going to go, like, kill cancer and come back. And then you guys will still hate me, but I'm going to come to work every day. Like, that's the fucking like top notch everybody else is just like your mom like i'm complaining complaining now i want the bell <laughs> i'm also kind of tired of friendship stories yeah yes. like we're in the schoolyard motherfucker <laughs> like did i turn on wrestling or boy meets world from 1999 i don't know but be fair because i love boy meets fucking world <laughs> uh, okay my favorite storyline from like the last 10 years in the wwe was with uh naomi and jimmy uso and she was convinced that everybody was hitting on her husband and that therefore she was gonna snatch him bald in the ring and i was like yeah that's adult shit like that happens i've seen that happen in the club and it felt like and also like real housewives i'm gonna watch that so yeah i want more like grown up storylines i'm not talking like real sex in the ring with fucking triple r superstar and lita I'm not talking about the Playboy playmates like having a pillow fight in the ring. I'm talking about like, dude, you, the accountant, you fucked up my taxes and now I owe the IRS money and now we're going to fight about it. Like, that's real. Now I'm going okay. to fucking shake you in the locker room, you son of a bitch. Dude, I would love an accountant gimmick like the IRS, you know, but you need one of those like there are real reasons to be mad at people and we all have them. And a lot of the storylines in wrestling are for kids. Yeah, I mean they're working towards the to that's what they're where the money's coming from. Like now that you said that, and children, and it always has been that way, especially in WWE. Real sex? Are you you kidding? (laughs) I want nothing more than for the accountant to have like one of those green visors and Uh walk around with one of the calculators you pull down and it shoots out all the receipts. And then and then they throw change at you in the ring. They're like a deduction, a deduction, a deduction. (laughs) They're like throwing nickels at you. You know, come on. I wrestled, I wrestled a guy named uh, GT Vega once on the Indies, 
and he would like do something kind of like that where he'd be like, Oh yeah, you want the money from the match? And he would like pull out his tights, he'd have some money, do like, <laughs> and like all those money would just fall on you. It was yeah, great. It was a good I like gimmick. that shit. Even Ric Flair would talk about how rich he was. He's like, Look, let me tell you about my three hundred dollars shoes. Like, right? <laughs> you know, that's a grown-up storyline. Little kids don't care about shoes or how many women you banged in Seattle. But you know, wrestling now is like we have slurpy cups and toys and video games. <laughs> Pretty much all of it, yeah. Well, hey, with money involved, did you guys get to see R-Truth get knocked out and then just pay out like a Las Vegas slot machine? Yes! I love R-Truth. Adding (laughs) R-Truth to the fucking Judgment Day is like the best idea they've had in forever. Like, put R-Truth in everything. Oh, yes. And the man is 50-something. Well, and he's, (laughs) he's so good at like, why am I here? And that adds, like, we've all been somewhere and like, what am I doing in this room right now? Someone told me to come here. Like, that's, again, a grown-up situation. I am I guess I'm part of you guys now. What's up? What are we doing? <laughs> well, even in the end, our truth is totally right, just Priest. Uh, I don't think anyone's had this problem before, but if you just take the money, he'll leave you alone. Yeah. Why would you not take money? It, kids, if someone hands you money, you take that money. Whatever happens after that, you could still kick that person's ass, but take the money. <laughs> As long as it isn't a guy in a mask in a van, like I don't know if I'd do that. I wouldn't no, take a... you still you just take the money and then you go away. My buddy Cargill made a whole movie about that. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. A bunch of guys meet me wearing masks to give me money because they're like afraid I'll take pictures of them and put them on the internet. So you know, I mean, you're in a mask right now. So <laughs> <laughs> incognito. <laughs> uh huh. You, you oh, know shit. that browser doesn't actually not save anything right oh i know it's all good <laughs> uh, i've oh. already remote desktoped into your computer and yeah you wear a lot of masks don't you gringo i sure do yeah i did some some shit in guadalajara that i'm not proud of so. is that what that donkey show video is yeah i really liked bachelor party as a kid like <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah, that what is else happened the- in wrestling turtleneck <laughs> Uh, let's see for, change. for AEW we had Samoa Joe coming out looking lovely in a navy blue Joe, suit Joe 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 species erotica fucko <laughs> <laughs> what's incredible is that he found a suit that would fit his body because you know that's I'm not off sure the rack custom made. yeah none of my stuff is off the rack either so I can only imagine uh, so yeah hook interrupts and says probably the most honest promo ever of just you won i lost like yep that's what happened it's a promo that's like what is the point of this but i like hook i can't help it like he's trying so hard he's the new guy who's at work and he's like i showed up early and i cleaned all your stuff and what can i do i'm hook hi yeah hook's great and i i think that he's gonna be super big star I don't think it's going to be for a little while, but I think he's going to be pretty big. I think he's going to like he Taz not... big. Well, no, not not like that big, but like, um, just I think that I don't think he's going to stay in AEW the whole time. I think he's going to end up venturing over to WWE for a while, and he's just going to build his brand up. That's what I see from him. Oh 
yeah, let's not pretend that any wrestling promotion is a marriage. Like, everyone goes everywhere. That's how you show people you're worth money. WWE did not want to put up with CM Punk's ass until they saw that he could draw at AEW. And it's almost like building a resume. Kids, you have to build a resume in the indies and have your ass kicked all the time until you can go to different promotions where they respect you more. One of the cool things about AEW is they let people bring belts from other places. Like, hey, I'm the AAA fucking champion. That's legitimacy. And it's getting over in a way that, like, if they don't let you talk about what you did before this, you're, like, just the new guy. Yes, and that's the one thing that worked really well during the Monday Night Wars is that WCW just kind of let those guys say what they wanted to say. And then they were like, oh, yeah, like, and then they kind of pushed into it and leaned into that. Are these guys from WWE and they're here invading and they actually acknowledged the competition? Yes. And that was the one thing WWE never did. And that was why WCW was ahead in the ratings for 82 weeks. And did you guys see that a lot of the wrestling forums have like clamped down on if this isn't a threat about AEW, you can't talk about WWE. Or if this is a threat about WWE, you can't talk about AEW. Like they don't want to promote the war that is obviously happening, which is maybe why there's all these accusations about like people doing stuff, uh, maybe, I, I allegedly. <laughs> no, That's the name so of this weird. episode, allegedly. That's what I call this episode. <laughs> No, it is so weird just going, okay, if someone's being an ass, then yes, block that person. But really, we can't acknowledge there are two major companies again? People should just be happy that there are fucking options. It's good for us, the consumer. It makes them work harder to please us. Do you want my money? Work hard for my money. Staple shit to your face for my money. Like, not to go back, but AEW's Full Gear, which I was at live, was like a death match. Like, Swerve Strickland was stapling shit to himself. Like, people were drinking each other's blood. It felt like ECW, and I liked it. And that's not what WWE is going to do. So, like, uh -huh. who's going to give me this? I think that Great. I think that WWE has stepped it up though. I think that they really have in the last year or two. Uh, well, once Vince kind of left creative, it got a little bit better because they allowed them to do things. But allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> uh, but he because like you know that's when we got the Judgment Day like in the new form, not the first iteration of the Judgment Day because it was kind of lame. With yeah, Triple Edge H and... obviously has a type, right? Oh, sure. <laughs> And and I think that and then they made you know put Rhea in the front where they should have put her to begin with because his type yeah she well she's the she's the money maker of that entire promotion and you yeah. can say like CM Punk yeah you can say but yeah they're all money makers but the reason why WWE is starting to thrive again because it was pretty rough there for a while trying to watch it I mean there were some days we were doing the podcast just early last year where we we're like ah, fuck a doodle do this sucks you know what I mean and but now it's like it's starting to get good again. And I think it back back to what I was originally saying, it's all because of the competition. And I yes. think WWE is worried about AEW because AEW is delivering things that they wouldn't get over there. And they're like, shit, what are we going to do? We have to counter attack somehow. Who's going to sign Snoop? Right? <laughs> well, it depends on whatever, wherever uh, Mercedes Monet goes, I guess. Oh, that's true. But we all lost our minds at Mania when he did the people's elbow. And I was like, that's where the money is. Bring Snoop to wrestle. He already's got a gimmick. He already <laughs> got weed. He already got products. He's like Ric Flair, but he's never been in, like, 
in the ring like that, you know? Right. Yeah, and now that Matt Riddle's gone, they need a new stoner character. So bring him in. <laughs> Matt Riddle always sucked, dude. You can find every Matt Riddle on the fucking street, and he's also not wearing shoes and is like, bro. I fucking hate Matt Riddle. I hated Matt Riddle when he first showed up. I didn't like Matt Riddle and Evolve. Never fucking liked that guy. And the moment he left, I was like, thank Christ. I don't have to see this guy on my TV every week. I you know, hope he listens best... to the podcast. You know, the single oh, best too. thing that's going to come. <laughs> oh, the single best thing that's going to come from Raw moving to Netflix. Please stop censoring the audience chance. It just Ooh. doesn't work. And we yeah. want those chants because we also are the audience. I want to know if they're going, you suck or we love you or this is awesome. Like, I need to know. Right. Or when The Rock makes the crowd do things and then they like, yeah. cut it out. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that shit's funny because that's like, that's real close to Attitude Era shit right there. You know what I mean? And that was when it, I think the Attitude Era is, was when it was the most fun to watch, to be honest. But then again, I was like, you know, 18, 17 years old when that happened. So. Well, yeah. hey, Harley, you had mentioned Hangman, and that's convenient because Hangman versus Penta was the next match we got. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Hangman hung by Swerve Strickland. It was ironic and a little bit of a pun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this match was where I noticed the big problem with this entire AEW show this week is the crowd was silent, dude. Respectful, like Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah, but in Japan, they at least clap every right. now and then. <laughs> this was more like North Korea. <laughs> no one makes a fucking sound unless you're uh, Antonio Inoki and then they make a sound yeah I didn't notice I didn't notice that there was a silent crowd yeah maybe yeah. it was just me but man it sounded it sounded just dead to me a deafening silence yes that's rough uh, let's see but yeah we got a dead eye on the apron which was just brutal watch (laughs) i've never taken a bump in the ring but gringo you have what's that feel like like shit (laughs) back bumps hurt a a lot more than front bumps i'll tell you that how many days how many days are you walking around going fuck my back like a lot of days Mm -hmm. a lot of days um my when i got into wrestling i was already 30 years old and my wife she fucking despises wrestling like with the passion of the Christ, and she did not want me to like be involved in it. And, and your wife is the same wife now. Yes. Wow. Which is why I'm not in it now. <laughs> ah, it's um, all explained like a micro nonfiction. Yes, go on. Yeah. Uh, I, I, let's see. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, we had Renee with Orange Cassidy in the back, which okay. So this drove me nuts. Last week, Roderick Strong comes down to the ring, who needs a new thing now that his neck brace is gone, by the way. Agree. And he tells Orange he's going to fight him, he's going to take his championship. Orange, having just gone through a match and getting his ass kicked, (laughs) says, okay, only for Roddy to then... Not this week. Like, why? He just offered himself to you. Uh, that's like a boy hitting on a girl and then the girl says yes and then he's like shit i didn't plan for that and then runs away i'm picturing it's a lot like january 6th where everyone got into the Capitol and went i don't know what to do from here guys wait follow follow the guy with the buffalo hat who's the nazi in your metaphor turtleneck (laughs) 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 i'm just trying to understand (laughs) no when everyone got inside of the Capitol, you could see on their faces just 
Guys, I don't know what to do from here. I didn't think we'd get this far. Oh, okay. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just following along. It's your podcast. Awesome. This is what we always do. We just, we're just like, what the fuck were we talking? Oh, yeah, that. Uh, let's see. Wardlow killed Trent. Boo! Wardlow, <laughs> boo! And it was a squash match, as it always is, because Wardlow's too big to carry around his rhinoceros body for more than, like, five minutes. I want to see this guy do an Iron Man, and I want to see him do it without complaining. <laughs> now, do you want Iron Man the race or the match, or both? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ward, Wardlow at one point, like he, I thought they were going to make him the, the big star of AEW. I thought that's well, where they big. were leading. Well, yeah. But also, like, just, I thought that he was going to be like their main champion. I thought they were going to do something because the crowd was treating him like Bill Goldberg, you know? So I thought that's what they were going to try to do with him. It's just because the audience is stupid and it's the same number of syllables. <laughs> well, I didn't Wardlow, buy Wardlow Goldberg. I didn't buy it either because I didn't. It was like, I didn't think, he didn't have the charisma of Bill Goldberg. The wrestling but. audience is like a cockney people. They're always playing a word association game where it's like, Wardlow, Goldberg, Goldberg, Wardlow, and then this is awesome, and holy shit, and fuck you. And <laughs> it's just like watching Tourette's happen for like an hour and a half. I like well, the yeah, guys that have the random audience. signs. Yeah, I it's love the signs. audience participation era of wrestling. The audience is a member of the crew, of the cast. Like, we're on the show. The show is for us. Our reactions matter. When The Rock holds up a microphone and everybody's like, we fucking love you! Like, that <laughs> means dollars. That's money. Yeah, and they did, and they but then they cut him out because then you can't hear what the hell the people are trying to say. I hate that shit. Even Dominic we Mysterio getting booze. Like, that's <sighs> money. Bro has nuclear heat, man. Like <laughs> that Being is the probably son... the best entrance at this year's mania when he came out in a prison van. Oh my god, to uh clips of Auschwitz prison camp. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, as a Jewish person who bought a fucking box for the event, I felt offended. Ooh. If you would like to give me my $25,000 back WWE, you can find me at mistressharley.com. <laughs> They barking up a wrong tree there. That probably will never, <laughs> never happen. Wait, no. I didn't is, know this. That, that was, that, that was footage up, of Auschwitz. Yeah. yeah, at at WrestleMania when Mysterio, or sorry, Mysterio, no, when Dominic came out, <laughs> Dirty Dom, they were showing like clips of prisons, like because the storyline is like Dom did time, and what obviously happened is one of the content people went into the public domain clips and typed in prison, and what came up clips from Auschwitz prison, and no one screened for like that, and of course people who've been to Auschwitz or might have Jewish members of their family or who who is a Jewish person themselves were deeply offended. And then they cut that out of the uh, replay of like the TV replay later. But yeah, I was there and I saw it and it was bullshit since we're talking about it, but his heat is nuclear. And that's because he is the son of both Ray Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. You'd, I thought you knew about that though. That was fucked up. It was real fucked up. It sounds like it. Like, almost as bad as, might be as bad as what they did with Jeep Swenson. Uh, my Ooh. family is all Auschwitz survivors, and I'm really glad that they did not watch the show because they're like 90. Yeah, that'd be pretty, <laughs> yeah, that, that would, would not yeah. have gone over well. No, no. that's, yeah, that's, 
I hope homie got fired over that shit because that's oh someone definitely got fired. I don't personally know, but I know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's gotta be one of those moments where you just stroke your eyes and go, okay, I, I didn't think this had to be a rule, but don't show that. No, we just live in the world of public domain content that people grab and repurpose, which I respect. Don't hate the player, hate the game, but that person fucked up. Um right. yeah, do a yeah. little bit of fucking research into what you're doing. It's not you know, hard. Look at the tags. There are little tags on there. I'm a librarian. Everything has uh, associated tags. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not hard. It's not difficult. Like any time, like when I used to host public domain movies, like I dug deep for that shit because right. I had you to... can't use someone else's copy of Night of the Living Dead. You have to find an original copy of the Night of the Living Dead because if they edited that first copy of the Night of the Living Dead, you can't use that shit. Right. Right. And I have to go, I had to go, I got mine when I did Night of the Living Dead. I actually went to the, to the archives to get it. That was, Smart. The, that was the best way to do it. I, I bet you had to talk to a me. librarian, huh? No, I just did it online. <laughs> <laughs> Your tax dollars at work. Yeah, for well, sure. Hey, speaking of associated tags, Deanna Perrazzo and Tony Storm did an interview and it turns out they have matching ankle tattoos. What are their matching ankle tattoos? From what I saw, it was it looked like a duck. Like I don't know if that's actually what it was, but when I looked at the TV, I saw a duck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This I is... couldn't make it out. I looked at pictures and I was like, it's really offensive to ask people what like what your their tattoos are because maybe it's not about you anyway. Uh, but also <laughs> maybe they think it's a beautiful portrait of John Wayne and you're like, is that a portrait of like Oppenheimer? And then they're mad. <laughs> and so, you know, you can't ask people, but like, what the fuck was that? I th It looked like a duck with an umbrella is what <laughs> I got out of it. And I mean, I, I don't know if I'm right, but that's what, in my inkblot test, that was my answer. Uh, internet, tweet at us. You guys have a hashtag <laughs> or some shit, right? Yeah, go go on to hijinks uh, wrestling on there Twitter, you and you can post it if you find that. So please do. Yeah, tell so, us what those tattoos are. Yeah, because I, obviously we have no fucking idea. <laughs> it's like a Rorschach test, but a duck with an umbrella. That's <laughs> not killing criminals in the 80s and Watchmen. <laughs> that's a shitty reference okay uh, oh but yeah luther really earned his paycheck tonight actually took a kick from diana after being you know a shoe thrown at tony no a shoe was thrown at diana i love a thrown shoe like everyone's mom should be there everyone should throw a shoe everyone should snatch a weave like these are real bitch problems women should come out wearing earrings and as they're coming out take the earrings off because if you've ever been in a real fight with a woman that's when you know shit is on <laughs> I like that Tony actually tells you what she's going to do, yet everyone pretends they're shocked. Like, she told you to watch for the shoe. It's not her fault if you didn't. God, Tony Storm's doing the best fucking work of her career right now. She's incredible. She's bringing new life to the women's division, and it's a gimmick I haven't seen before. And, you know, I love legacy wrestlers, but I've seen it before. So something new is refreshing, like a beverage. Yes, and it's, it's just great. Like, it's entertaining as fuck. Like, that's the thing. Like, and that's like we were talking about before. I want to be entertained. Yes, that's and, the whole point. <laughs> and to, yeah, and Tony Storm is doing that. Like, and because the you're right, the women's division was kind of just kind of waning. You Land. know. Well, 
I'm like, everyone's spooky, and I like spooky goth for life, but um, you, you know, everyone can't be Abaddon and Julia Hart and Lady Undertakers. Like, you need some difference. And so, like, a lady, a lady's here, and she's in a hat. And, like, that's, yeah, women are like that. Some bitches are like that. And some bitches are like Abaddon. They just come out crawling and screaming. Like, that's fun shit to watch. That's why I always you know, love Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans. Oh, like, she was great and talented. Yeah. Yeah, I feel so bad. Right, Lacey Evans. She was fucking great. That was awesome. I feel so bad, but when Julia Hart first turned spooky, I didn't realize she was doing like a Lady Undertaker type of thing. I legitimately thought, I legitimately (laughs) thought she was going for Stevie Nicks. Ah. (laughs) Okay. And just sing landslide. Like, just watching it going, huh, a Stevie Nicks lookalike. Never thought I'd see it. Okay. And she comes out with, like, a little ukulele. Like, can yeah. I handle the season? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's good. <laughs> uh, so, John Morrison and Ty Valkyrie are still employed. That's good. I, I really... John Morrison has always been great. Like at every promotion, call him John Morrison, call him Jim Morrison, call him whatever the fuck. He's always great. <laughs> oh, I love that he changes his name depending on what promotion he's with. Like I saw, have you ever heard of Blackcraft Wrestling? I haven't. So it's basically like gothic wrestling is the best way I can describe it. Like they do cool. spooky stuff. Oh, I love that. Um, the match I went to in 2020, they crucified a guy before the match started. Fun. Uh, the match starts Metal. with it was chains instead of ring ropes, and they had hooks on them. Oh, that's like, like JCW. Yep. Which <laughs> it sounded like such a good idea until you realize they didn't actually attach the hooks all the way. So the instant someone hit the chains, they all went flying. Oh shit! Amazing. <laughs> Damn. And I just looked over at my friend and went, thank you for getting us balcony seats, bro. That looked dangerous. Right? Oh, yeah. And like also, a... go ahead. I was but... like, did they have like a puzzle box too at the beginning of that match? Yeah, uh, no. Really... <laughs> I was going to ask, do they have evil clowns? Because like Gothic, JCW, evil clowns, like Juggalo Championship Wrestling, whoop, whoop. Like, you no, gotta watch they... it. No, but they did have John Morrison, but he was Johnny Blackcraft. (laughs) 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 So, you know, you know, Congo Kong then, right? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Congo and I had beef. Not not personally. (laughs) No, Congo and I had, we had real life beef at one point. Oh my God, (laughs) spill the tea. It was, it wasn't that, it wasn't that big of a deal. He didn't like what some of the stuff I was doing. You can't boil the water and then not put the bag in. Okay. Don't tease me. I don't like being teased. (laughs) Ha. <laughs> so basically I was on a show um with a couple of the you know one of the shows I was on and we I was backstage and I was talking to my buddy Vega and he was asking me about another indie, independent show and that Matt Hardy was on so I and that I was there and I was telling him like it, there wasn't a lot of people there so I thought it might have looked like that promoter had lost his ass on the show that's all I said I didn't slam anybody I was just like it just looked like he lost his ass and and uh, Congo was backstage, and this is where Congo got his start. Was at this promotion, so he's like got a lot of like connections to that promoter. So he's like, "That didn't happen," and I'm like, "Well, that's just what it looked like, bro. Like, I don't know." He asked me a question, I answered it. <laughs> you know? And then uh, I went out and did a spot in a match um, where I did a fast count. I put on a referee shirt and did a fast count, and then I come to the back of the 
to the backstage area and he like was standing there waiting on me screaming at me about how the that spot's what was ruining wrestling and i was he was gonna fuck me up and shit and i'm like bro you were like you need to switch to fucking decaf dude because like it's not that big of a fucking deal now in congo's defense i don't i don't i don't dislike congo he's a nice guy i've had dinner with this guy several times before this and a couple times after but he he's very old school he has a very old school wrestling mentality and he just did not like because mine was more that was more of a new school thing i was trying to do and he was, did not like that that did not stir the <laughs> kool-aid for him and i apologized and he was just like yeah well don't fucking do it again <laughs> i'm like bro you're like fucking 10 feet taller than me and got at least 150 pounds on me like I won't do it again. <laughs> it's cool. Like lesson I, learned. Every time I've walked backstage at a wrestling show, I always get invited. Uh, sometimes I'm going to the regular bathroom and the person that owns the venue sees me and they're like, oh no, you should use the backstage bathroom. And I'm like, of course I should. And <laughs> so I always end up backstage, but it smells like beefy testosterone grease in a way like a five guys must smell at the end of the night. Ew. And yeah. <laughs> and gnarly. I- yeah, and I imagine that there's a pheromonal like testosterone response there where you could say something really inane to someone like, hey, it's a nice day. And they'd be like, what the fuck do you mean it's a nice day? Like, oh, yeah. it's so much hormones. Dude, it's like I always explain. I've told Turtle, Turtleneck was where he was a wrestler, too. He did it for a little bit, too. And what I always tell people is like, well, what was independent wrestling like? And I'm like, well, it's kind of like most icely spaceport in Star Wars, right? Nowhere you find more wretched hive of scum and villainy than in the independent wrestling locker room. And it that's fucking true. Like, I've had positive experiences in locker rooms, too. But most of my experiences in a locker room are kind of like that. <laughs> and it always smells like the county fair. It yeah. does. It does. It smells like <laughs> stale popcorn and fucking funnel cakes. <laughs> you know, the best part of wrestling locker room that no one really talks about is the guy who's definitely trying to scam everybody there. Oh, the, <laughs> oh you, mean, you mean the promoter? <laughs> No, not the promoter. I was at one show and this guy just came up to everybody and goes, hey, I'm putting on a promotion. We're doing a tour of China. Would you like to be a part of it? Just, I'm sure I'm going to need you to send me any details you have on this. Oh, well, I just need $2,000 for plane tickets for everybody. Like, okay, no. (laughs) I know how to book my own plane tickets. Thank you. Right. Just Expedia is a thing. I think I got that. Or if you're really feeling like got a got a wild hair up your ass, you can try a travelocity. Uh, <laughs> no, it's funny being at the shows and always being mistaken for a wrestler. One time, a special boy in a wheelchair thought I was Lita, and I did not have the heart because he was Aww. like a little boy and he was very sick. <laughs> yeah, I don't I was blame just like, you. Yeah, I'm Lita. Like, and his mom, <laughs> she knew I wasn't Lita, but she was like, "Thank you." That's <laughs> awesome. That's super cool. That's super cool. Oh man, but you look like you could. You do look like a like a wrestler. Yeah, you know, and I'm you, six feet ballet. tall. I I am, and I'm six feet tall. But wrestling can't afford me. <laughs> you know what? That's could. fair. <laughs> oh man, Tony's got Tony's got some deep pockets. She could go work for them. Tony can call me personally. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I don't know. I would never that. tell. I would never tell. <laughs> dude, you could, dude, sir, you could pull that off. You could pull off definitely if you don't want to work. You could definitely pull off the valet, like you were saying. Like you totally do that. 
it's it's, fun. it's it's been discussed but again the travel schedule they can't afford me i don't know if you guys know but i live in beverly hills because why would i go anywhere else and then i keep all my stuff here in beverly hills so yeah that's usually a good plan keeping your stuff where you live yeah i mean i have more than one house but all my stuff is here yeah well not working also like increases the longevity of your life because even as a valet they're gonna want to want you to take a bump here and there gringo i'm already not working <laughs> okay so. i just when i do shows now like i don't do them very often every now and then a promoter will ask me to come in especially now that i work for troma i've got a little bit of cred so they're like they're like oh you should come on our show and do this and i'm like i'm not working bro like uh-huh. i i will re- i will i can i'll come out to the ring and announce or i will be a referee i will do that but i'm not gonna Guys take a email on me your... and they're like please can i give you money so, you know, who can compete with that? I wish people, I wish guys would do that to me. I would do all kinds of weird shit on camera if guys were sending me money. Uh, there's a supply and demand <laughs> economics problem with that, gringo. There's no demand for the supply you got. Oh, damn. And that's, as discussed that's earlier, cold, take Obi-Wan. the money. <laughs> and as discussed earlier, take the money. Take the money. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, what was next? We had Thunder Rosa against... And I'm sorry, this will always be funny to me, so I'm going to go for it. Cody Rhodes's ex-work wife, Red Velvet. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sorry, that. ever since Brandy didn't do the match with Shaquille O'Neal and Jade, and they stuck Red Velvet in, like, so you're Cody's work wife, I guess? I want Shaquille O'Neal to write a rap about that, like he did <laughs> about Kobe Bryant, where he's like, Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. Like, I want him to disrap Brandy Rhodes. I, oh, I, hear a, I hear a Foo Schnickens reunion happening. You're welcome. <laughs> you heard it here first. Man, What's this is stuff I didn't rock? even know I wanted. But who won in that Red Velvet match? Oh, Thunder Rosa won. It was a pretty paint-by-numbers match as far as I thought. I, I don't know, know if we Rosa. still do, but we used to have the same agent. I have no idea. <laughs> Yourself That's and cool. Red Velvet? No, Thunder Rosa. Oh, okay. Cool. But then my agent, my agent also told me with complete seriousness that she also represented the junkyard dog. And he has not been with us for a minute. I was going to say currently or used to. It's unclear. If you've ever talked to a Hollywood agent, it's all very unclear. (laughs) (laughs) One of these days, one of these days, I'll, I'll need an agent to tell me and take my money from me. Oh, I got one that'll give you all kinds of bullshit. You call me. <laughs> uh, let's see. We had the acclaimed and daddy ass versus mogul embassy. Woo woo. Love fucking the acclaimed. Like, so oh, gay. So that... fabulously gay. You know what's amazing? <laughs> Anthony Bowens is the least gay member of that whole group. Like, if Doesn't you watch matter. Their interactions, it's the funniest <laughs> thing. <laughs> No, it doesn't matter because they've embraced it. And it's like, do you remember back in the day when AJ Styles had just joined the WWE and there was an interview circulating where people were like, everyone in the gay community loves you. How do you feel about that? And he was like, the gay community. Like, (laughs) I feel like this is the gimmick they have here where like, it's so gay and we all love it. And they're like, gay? Like, scissor, daddy ass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's like so... uh... When I was uh, back when I was doing the spaces with Diana and they were all the guys on there were trying to tell me like, oh, you should get a scissory daddy ass shirt. And I'm like, I don't think that means what you think it means. 
Oh, the best was the best was going to the show. I I love to scissor. That's you know fair advertising. (laughs) I loved going to the show, and then you would see everybody kind of unzip their hoodie, and it was a scissor me daddy ass shirt. Yes, yes. No one wants the Uber driver asking questions. Right. (laughs) Like, oh, so we're going to hide it on the subway, but once you get there, we're good. Yeah. (laughs) It's the wrong messaging. Speaking of, I need to bring this up. In the WWE, there's always someone doing the gay hanky flag, and I don't think they know. Finn Balor has always got a little purple hanky in his right pocket, and in the gay hanky code, that is signaling for piercing daddy top meaning that he's the one that does the piercing and he's looking for a bottom who might enjoy the play piercing. And I've seen WWE superstars flag for everything, golden showers, power bottom, like everything. And they don't know. And I laugh and I laugh. <laughs> this ought to be interesting. I start. I don't know what any of that stuff is. From now on, when you watch wrestling and you see someone with a colorful hanky in their back pocket, just Google the gay hanky code and look at what they're flagging for. <laughs> That's good. I'm going to totally do that. This I had content. no idea this was a thing. Yeah, this is content you won't get without Mistress Harley. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, our our listeners would be like, really? <laughs> it's, okay. You're going to see. You're going to see the Google trends. The gay hanky code is going to go straight up. <laughs> Hashtag gay hanky. Yeah, that might have to be a segment moving forward. <laughs> gay hanky. Because like J- Jeff Hardy on this show had like a super long one. Does that mean anything that it was multiple colors? Yes, it does. <laughs> wow. Good for them. <laughs> I hope they know and they're totally into it. I hope that it's an open secret and like Finn Balor goes home and there's like a bunch of little bottoms like pierce me, pierce me. Like it would be funny. <laughs> it would be funny. Oh, oh, I shit. hope they go to the airport and some guy just starts hitting on him. Just dude, you're the one with the hanky. I don't know what's. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised it's never come up for them. Like guys ask me about my tattoos all the time. Guys ask me if I'm cosplaying Jessica Rabbit all the time. I'm not. I just look this way. But uh, how has no one come up to these guys and been like, hey, I saw that purple hanky in your back right pocket. Like, (laughs) how's that never happened? I don't know. Maybe people just don't. Maybe maybe most of the WWE fans just don't. They're just they didn't notice it at all. That is not true. No. No? Okay. All there right. are a lot a lot of boys who like wrestling are watching half-naked men who are oiled up touch each other for hours. Do you really think that there's not like a huge gay fan base or secretly gay fan base of wrestling? Yeah, okay, that's yeah, AJ fair. Styles that found sense. out. Yeah. The, the gay community. <laughs> Apparently AJ Styles sounds like Tony Storm. <laughs> no, Tony Storm does. She's doing like the Calalilies on Bloom Again. Such a strange flower. She's doing Catherine Hepburn. That's AJ so awesome. Styles is doing fucking Jim Cornette. Like, I'm from the South and I do not know what a gay man has ever been or ever was. Like... <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny, though, man. Oh. I'm going to like start looking at that now. I'm going to be like, hey, who's got, a, who's got the handkerchief today? And it's a is, whole other should, show. You, yeah, you should. We should do the segment, the the hashtag gay handkerchief time. And we'll just <laughs> this week, it's a thing now. 
Sponsored by Mistress Harley. (laughs) Fans, uh, fans, someone should make a Twitter account. Call it Gay Hanky Code WWE, Gay Hanky Code Wrestling. Someone needs to do this for us. Do it because you love us and you want to make us happy. That's funny. That's awesome. Unrelated, I'm just going to make a note here. (laughs) Oh, so turtleneck cross-dresses as Gay Hanky. This all makes sense in my universe. Oh, I just (laughs) want to remember to look for it. Oh, that too, yeah. Just reminds me of the clip like in Mallrats where he puts the panties on. He's like, I would have made a sexy chick. Yeah. You want a chocolate covered pretzel? <laughs> They're a little melty, but damn, are they exquisite? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I used to quote that that whole movie from beginning to end in art class like every day. Like we would just go through the whole thing. Okay, Grandpa, what happened next in the wrestling turtleneck? So next in the wrestling, we had, oh, we're still on the acclaimed in Taniaz against Mogul Embassy. We didn't even talk about it yet. So Jay White comes out with the acclaimed, and I guess he came out, no, Jay White and the Ass Boys come out. So I guess they came out for moral support, but not physical support, because they immediately go backstage. (laughs) They were just here to see and be seen. Right. Like, look, we're here to show you the best entrance in wrestling, then we're done. And then what color was the handkerchief? I didn't know to look for it, so I didn't note that. <laughs> did we get a Max Caster rap? We did. He said, my favorite line, I didn't write down the exact one, but he called Toa Leona the dude from Moana. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Max Caster raps. Uh, I know that I'm like the palest vampire bitch, but I do have a rap album called Tech Dom Financial Domination in oh, which cool. I rap hilariously and uh, continue to do so. I love that Max Caster is willing to like drop disses and it's hilarious. It's always funny. And John Cena made it as a white guy rapper. So really anyone can. <laughs> it's just fun now that I have Max Caster and can look at all of my friends and say, no, no, what John Cena did was basically just rhyme stuff. This is rapping. Ah, yeah john cena was like you're a goober and you're a loser but no max caster comes out and does like on the fly where he's like your orange shirt sucks (laughs) yeah with john cena like there was a lot of space between lines yeah he had to think a lot yes and thinking is hard you guys now let's give credit where credit's due the rap battle between john cena and christian on that backstage segment was really fucking funny I forgot yeah. about that. It was really good. <laughs> uh, Luther Reigns was standing there with him. <laughs> was it Tyson Tomko? Tyson Tomko. Was it was him. Tyson. Yeah. So more rap battles in wrestling, uh, please. <laughs> we need it. That's a thing. <laughs> uh, let's see. So yeah, the acclaimed win and become the new trios champions. No, Again. they already were. My apologies. They already were the trio champions. <laughs> yeah, no, for they a while con- there. Continue to be the best loved trios champions. For a while there, I forgot about the trios championship because they hadn't really talked about it for a while. I forgot about it because the acclaimed was like missing. They were fucking AWOL for like a month and a half. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if they were just on like at one of the YouTube shows or something. I don't know. I don't know. I was going to start calling to do welfare checks, you know, with your like <laughs> local police. Like, could you guys check on the acclaimed and daddy ass? Badass Max gun. Max Caster's <laughs> a national treasure, damn it. We need to protect him. Go check on him. No, I'm worried about badass Billy Gunn, you guys. <laughs> oh, I think he's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's got the Ozzy Osbourne gene, right? He'll just keep going. 
I had dinner with Billy Gunn once at an Applebee's. It was really weird. <laughs> How was it weird? I don't know. It's it's surreal because it was when I first started in the business. So I was just it was me and I think it was it was Congo and uh this guy named Troy who trained me and the New Age Outlaws all having dinner at an Applebee's. It was just like I'm just sitting there just looking around like this is the weirdest fucking moment of my life right now. One that of was... my hot lady friends was always like, I want to hook up with a wrestler. And I was like, go to the stadium and go to the nearest like Sizzler, Applebee's, TGI Fridays or Denny's. You will fuck a wrestler. It's hella easy. I used to wear, <laughs> I used to wear a shirt around that said ring rat. Ah, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, oh well, for the main event, we, well, for what? the main event with a century of age between them, we had Minoru Suzuki and Adam Copeland. And at uh, Unless it was like a gif of pick a wrestler, I never thought I'd see this in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, that's different. It's one of those weird dream matches that we never knew we wanted. I was going to say fever dream match. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, that is one of those you just sit around with your buddies like, dude, wouldn't it be like so cool if we could have Naito and he fought Steve Austin? <laughs> or it's it's like the end of the Tekken game where you beat everybody and you're like, oh, there's like one guy left. I got to beat. It's like the king of the Iron Fist Championship. So, right. Who <laughs> was always nice, chief nice, as fuck. Good Tekken reference. <laughs> well done. I worked in the video game industry. <laughs> oh, that's right. You did. You said you, you, you worked for Blizzard at one point. Yeah, I worked uh, for Viacom, MTV, and Blizzard in all of their games departments. Uh, and then when the men started asking, can I do work for you? I was like, I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> yeah. One of my friends, uh, he worked for Activision Blizzard. He was the head physicist on Overwatch. Did he do the bouncing titties on DOA? I don't think so. <laughs> that person he... deserves a fucking Oscar. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't know if he was there at that point, because that was a little bit before what a little bit before okay but the main event right yeah, sorry so first i digress off, first off aew learned their lesson and they played all of suzuki's entrance music good job good because really unless you get to kazina ray what's the point yeah uh let's see but yeah the, the whole match was just edge and suzuki hit each other very hard so i like that as, stiff as fuck and even Edge on the mic afterwards acknowledges he's never, I'm sorry, Adam Copeland acknowledges he's never been hit that hard before. I can't believe you keep dead naming him. Um, he should have been Ledge. <laughs> you know, I complain about Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryanson, Brian, whoever the fuck. <laughs> like, it hurts when the name is too similar or too different. Like, you need to, but I like Ledge. You could, like, trademark that, Ledge. Edge. Push him off a ledge. There's so many puns. Right. Or, even better, you get to keep the same t-shirt, just Sharpie and an L. You know, just like our truth has been doing with those Judgment exactly. Day shirts. Yeah. Making like, mad man, duct tape and a Sharpie. That changes everything. <laughs> I still think going talking about Suzuki reminds me of like when uh, are we going to get Okada in WWE by WrestleMania? Because I think we're going to get Shinsuke Nakamura versus Okada at WrestleMania. Oh fuck yeah, I love Shinsuke Nakamura is fucking awesome. 
his promos recently, since they let him start talking in Japanese and they stopped trying to make him speak English, his promos are incredible. Like, if you've ever been a fan of anime and watch like Inuyasha or Yashihime, like, it's he's totally got like all that villain energy where he's like, I am a re resurrected evil and I am coming for you and I'm eternal and I will not die. Like, it's so. Awesome. Oh, even the drawings so they great. do for him. They look yes! amazing. Yes, I it love actually, it. It looks just like when they started pushing Xia Li and then just stopped for whatever reason. Like, yeah, she's telling me about her childhood, but man, it helps with pictures. I yeah. want more graphics always. I want pictures. I want memes. I want, give me like actual, like it's a lumberjack match and these 20 men are outside and these 20 men are inside and these number of pinfalls. Like give me, you know, act like it's a video game and give me all the shit. Right. Yeah. Uh, but Here's my yeah, tattoo. So... I have Vegeta and Hiei and oh, the, dra fuck yeah. the, the dragon of the darkness flame. Yes. And then the Max from MTV's The Max. <laughs> I like that. Now you just get the Moroku hole in the middle of your hand. That would be awesome. That would be painful as fuck. I know. <laughs> You're like, that's why I told you to do it. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I I have elbow tattoos, so I'm not a pussy. <laughs> yeah. The one that hurt me the most was the 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 dragon up here, like underneath. You guys the really gotta check the video for the tattoo show and tell. For sure. <laughs> That one in my wrist, like the dragon's arm on my wrist, that fucking hurt too. Typically, I just fall asleep though. I just sleep through tattoos. Uh, I mean, everything fucking hurt. I don't like. What do I? <laughs> <laughs> like, where where does it not hurt, my friends? It's really good. Like I said, most of the time, like my niece is a really she's a really good tattoo artist, so she does all my ink for me. And uh, I usually just fall asleep when she's doing. It. My wife's like, "How oh, this fucking hurts," and I'm just like, "And eh, I'll wake me up when you're fucking done." <laughs> yeah i take a vicodin and fall asleep also so so you guys actually need them to wake you up before you go go That's, oh i see what you did there say no, your prayers figure, and take your vicodins for my money they let me sleep until i'm done good that's the best way to do it i think anyway sorry i digress again you're, you're talking about anime and i was like look at my fucking ink you're good yeah, so boys always want to show me stuff <laughs> <laughs> no dick pics later no dick pics in my you, dms no <laughs> what if i just send you a picture of like dick van patten or like dirty dick slater <laughs> there you go. only only the original dick from bewitched anyway oh dick sergeant dick york dick yeah dick doesn't count <laughs> no oh my god the audience is dead now they've fallen asleep and they've gone to the next podcast no they're used to this shit <laughs> what we do every week my old ass with old references okay go ahead sorry uh, so yeah copeland wins with the spear and then till oddly enough they didn't shake hands usually there's a handshake after this and minoru walks away growling adam copeland grabs the microphone and tells christian he's coming for him well Barbara. were you there turtleneck were you on the body of christian no, no, I was, uh, I was actually being in the uh, closet. He cycles us through. Oh, yeah. when he stretches you out from the inside, do you feel good about it? Usually the iron is the best part. It's nice and warm, like a steam bath for most people. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you like it when you get sandwiched between the men. <laughs> I've grown <laughs> to accept. 
I yeah. mean, you're the you're the one who dubbed yourself a thing that goes on a man's body tightly. So, you know, I have questions. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen whether you want it to or not. You might as well just go with it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Christian's a heel. Of course he didn't shake hands. Well, no, it was Minoru Suzuki that didn't shake hands with uh, Adam Copeland. Oh, oh. But, but yeah, Christian was just like angrily that. watching on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when they cut to other people watching wrestling. I want them to start cutting to random people, not even people on the show, just people at home. <laughs> this is Bill Edwards from South of Carolina and watching. Uh, yeah, the every man. Like, I want to like grandma's watching wrestling. I love that sting. He's a nice man. <laughs> dude, they had that. They called it the Thunderdome. Ah, uh, yeah. yes. That I was a, a bad time in the WWE. Dude, I had a it was, grandmother. It was an almost. expensive time for a really not that impressive, like experiment. I Dude, mean, I, I I respect that they tried, but it was so bad. <laughs> yes, it is what it is. And then people like, start putting weird shit on the screens, like, and then they were getting in trouble. And by weird shit, you mean masturbating? Yeah. <laughs> or that clip from Jay and Silent Bob, like, where the with Chris Jericho, where he was like in the clan or whatever. They you can't let people have access to technology. You oh, have to take no. it away. No, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve free speech. We have to stop it all. <laughs> well, you know, the instant they said, so we're just going to put you on your webcam, like, this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. I don't know if you've ever met people, but this is not going to end well. Mm. Said someone, some executive who'd never been on a webcam ever. <laughs> right. Or there's the guy that didn't know he was on the webcam. <laughs> Doing all kinds of shady shit. During the <laughs> pandemic, people saw people murder each other on webcams and were like calling the police, like, hey, I was in a Zoom meeting. Like, it was wild fucking Jesus. times. Which still blows my mind because, guys, how hard is it masking tape? <laughs> you just have to watch Unsolved Mysteries and not do all the stuff that they do when they catch people. It's hella easy. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. This guy's yeah. dark. This got real fucking dark real quick. <laughs> You're welcome, Mistress Harley. <laughs> That's well, yeah, that was our, other way. That was our weekend wrestling, and I'm sure you two have stuff you would love to plug and talk about and promote and whatnot. Yeah, have at it. Do you have anything would you like to talk about? Anything coming up that's awesome? Uh, I, Mistress Harley, am always awesome. I generally live a life of luxury in Beverly Hills. I'm always making music and torturing men and using them for money. So you can find all of that on MistressHarley.com. I'm also a co-host of the awesome podcast where we talk about AEW and shit when my co-hosts show up. So uh, you can <laughs> find that on the internet. And yeah, just find me on the internet. You can find me. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, and... Uh... You do your show with Diana and with, oh, I will in just a second. I didn't forget. Um, with Diana and my buddy, Brendan Patrizo and my buddy, Johnny Taylor, like all super rad people. They are super rad people. You know, all those miscreants. I've been trying to whip them into shape, but <laughs> you know, they are a difficult crowd. Eventually they will submit. Well, I know they're all, like, all of them are like always super busy all the time, like always doing stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, Diana is Darcy the Mail Girl on The Last Drive-In. Brendan is a director. Johnny is a comedian, or so I've heard. And, uh, you know, I'm just the only one that watches wrestling and is always down. So 
No, you're always, you're always welcome. To, you're always welcome to hop on here with us if you want to chat. I know you don't get to talk WWE a lot, but we talk a lot of WWE. So anytime you feel like hopping on here and going on some WWE rants with us, you are more than welcome. This be careful what you wish for, Gringo. Oh, I know what I'm wishing for. It's all gravy. It's all good. Eventually, <laughs> you'll have to pay me. Oh, fair. <laughs> the theoretical dollars, like I pay him. Um, <laughs> So yeah, we've got um, with with uh, my show Fantastico Disaster Piece Theater. We have our watch along for episode seven coming up on Troma now, with my special guest writer of Doctor Strange and Sinister and the Black Phone, C. Robert Cargill, will be my guest, and we're gonna watch the nineteen eighties film The Children. Oh, good be, one! Yeah, that's a great flick, and it'll be fun. And then we have one more episode, and it's our finale. Uh, for the season but it's that's a little weird situation because the movie i was supposed to host isn't out yet so we'll see how that goes <laughs> but yeah that's all i got so uh, the watch along is on groundhog's day february 2nd 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific time so check us out watch along join along on on the old twitter x machine and that's all i got Sounds like that's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. So for myself, legendary luchador gringo fantastico, our lovely guest. Mr. Sarley. Mr. Sarley. (laughs) And And myself, Jason the Turtleneck Hilton. This has been Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks. All right, everybody. Take it easy. Don't hurt each other. Don't do stupid shit. And, uh, you know, wrestling, all wrestling is good wrestling. Take it sleazy.